0: <laughs> only players in NBA history to sign multi, to, Only players in NBA history to sign Multiple 30 million dollar contracts Kevin Durant LeBron James And by God Gordon Hayward I mean just look at this picture dog <laughs> Just look at the picture dog With Hayward Durant And LeBron That's crazy bro Hey man The man getting his money man he getting no, his money, but it's no a it's a way. definite shame, bro, that he is in that photograph <laughs> with Kevin Durant and LeBron James, top two players bro, in the whole. When NBA. I seen
1: it, dog, I was like, "Are you kidding me, dog? He don't even like you said he don't even belong in that picture, dog." It like, looks super
0: photoshopped.
1: It's crazy.
0: It looks man, super photoshopped. This man literally robbing the NBA, dog. And Michael Jordan, somewhere, signed the check for thirty million. All right, bro. We ain't we ain't talking basketball, man. We ain't, we ain't talking. To Gordon
1: to hey, hey hey Gordon, I want you bad, man. What do you want? Just whatever your number is, I will give it to
0: you. <laughs> Thirty plus. That's a terrible picture. All right, all right, all right, black man. What's good, man? How you doing, man?
1: Doing good, man. What's going on, my boy?
0: Chilling, chilling, man. You know, pretty good. Got a got a nice little drop in temp. Uh, out here in the city, man. We finna get attacked. Yeah, man. Here in Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, I'm gonna you have to fact? hit. I'm gonna
1: have to hit the pee for one day, man. <laughs> I'm gonna have to hit the P for one day,
0: man. Hey, bro. Do what you gotta do, my boy, because it is gonna be burr Yeah, out here for a couple of days. I ain't man. even
1: looking forward to tomorrow morning if I got up, my boy. I ain't so, even look
0: forward. I feel you, I feel you. <laughs> so black man, I seen something the other day, man. Um I watch a lot of YouTube channels and a lot of, you know, uh, you know, retired athletes, they have gone over to YouTube and they do a lot of discussions, kind of kind of taking a piece from the, the shop. You know, with LeBron and Mav Carter and those guys. But you got Fred Teller, uh, Crowder, Brandon Marshall, Chad Johnson. I think Reggie Wayne is on there sometimes, too. But it's a nice little show, man, where they just talk about a lot of different things. Like, as, as pro athletes, about real life. And I really like the show, man. I wish they would turn it into a podcast. But, um, you know, it's a great show. So, Fred Teller, they were talking about the Hall of Fame. Terrell Owens was a guest on the show. And Fred Teller just had enough, bro. He just kind of spoke his mind, man, before it was even his turn to talk. I'm going to play a little small clip, and then me and Black going to tell you why Fred Taylor should have been in the Hall of Fame already. 16 of the guys that was already currently in the Hall of Fame. You look at the guys that are in the Hall of Fame from a defensive standpoint, Ray Lewis, Derrick Brooks. Look at all these other guys they're trying to put in the Hall of Fame Mm. that somehow make it to the finalist room. These the same dudes that I've murked every sunday ooh. so what's the problem okay they can hear it it's right here they know what it is <laughs> ooh, 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 <laughs> Every... so fred teller is basically saying that the, the hall of fame is trying to put guys make a list of guys are put in the hall of fame why isn't he in the hall of fame and i just want to shout out our college football correspondent cedric Farkas. he's been saying it he the biggest fred teller fan that i know but he's been saying it not even on no florida gators type thing like this dude should have been in the hall of fame i just want to read off a couple of numbers Uh, From Fred Taylor's uh, career Here's some of his accolades Multiple time pro bowler uh, Second team all pro 2007 Uh, He's basically him and Tony Baselli. I guess you can throw in Mark Brunel Or the cornerstone players Mm -hmm. uh, Of the Jacksonville Jaguars franchise Um, He's rushed over 11,695 yards 66 touchdowns 209 receptions 2,384 yards receiving And he had another 8 receiving touchdowns and this man is top five, top ten, everything in the running back category. Everything. He's in that category. And I look at some of the players who've made uh, the Hall of Fame. And when I get to Fred Teller, it's, it's a joke. It's a joke that he's not in the Hall of Fame. This man literally rushed for 1,300, 1,500, 1,200, 1200, and 1,200, 7 out of 8 years in National Football League between the years of 2002 and 2008. So black does Fred teller? Well, I know you agree, but f- <laughs> why is it Fred teller in the Hall of Fame in your opinion, Black? Because I think the NFL hates the Jaguars, bro. <laughs> I just now, wait,
1: really... a minute, bro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: wait a minute, bro. Wait a minute, bro. I just, I just really think the NFL wish they wouldn't have, wouldn't have had the franchise of the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's why we don't got a Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, I, I believe that's the reason why. Because not not <laughs> only Fred, w- Baseli. W- why why Baseli? why not Mark? Reneal, like those, like you said, they are three cornerstone players for the Jacksonville Jaguars mm-hmm. who did great things. You uh-huh. know, and I'm watching these guys in the Hall of Fame, especially Fred. Like, mm-hmm. come on, man! Like Fred did, Fred was Mister Everything for us. For sure, you know what I'm saying? It, the years that we were good when he was there, it wouldn't have been, but it would. It was because of him. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have been nothing, and. I just you just have to think about it. Is the I think it's the for me personally. I just think it's the league, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if the league really care too much about the Jacksonville Jaguars. You see it, bro. Jacksonville Jaguars never get nothing exciting or entertaining, even though we're not a good team. But mm-hmm. uh, I can't even remember the last time the Jacksonville Jaguars Jaguars were on a night game. A night, not Thursday. A night, night game Monday night or a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. I I can't tell you. Yeah, you beat them Tennessee ten and, and six and, yeah, and got and to the
0: FC title game. Is, not even then. Not even then. So
1: I'm like, it's 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 crazy to me. I think the league just got a a thing for the Jaguars. Like mm. we're not going to let their play. We're going to make their players wait to get in the Hall of Fame, which mm. is which is BS. Mm. But like you said, Fred Taylor, he's he's top. Running back in all most of the categories, top five, top ten in the categories uh, for a running back. And why, is, why isn't this man in the Hall of Fame? He should have yeah. been had a yellow jacket, bro, yeah. or a gold jacket on. I agree. In the Hall of Fame. It's, it's just a disgrace that the league is doing this to him.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree. I mean, you look at Fred Taylor's stats compared to other Hall of Famers. You look at his stats overall, just career-wise, for a running back in the National Football League, he meets the criteria. He miss it, and, and you might have something there, black with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You might. I mean, I think that's the. I think the Carolina Panthers got a player that's in the Hall of Fame. I think they got one that's in there. But the Jaguars are like the only team who doesn't have a member uh, in there. You and know, I could, crazy. I could, I could be wrong, but I, I could have sworn I heard that at some point earlier this week. But hey, you know the the NFL. Yeah, y'all got to get this right, man. It doesn't make any sense why this man, shit, this man is in the College Football Hall of Fame. You can't help this, who
1: he played for, bro.
0: Like, yeah. come on, bro. But when he was on the field, <laughs> especially when, when he when he played, the Jaguars on not sorry. They wouldn't. They was competing every single yeah, year. Yeah, They were. Especially, they were. Even when Jones Drew got there, because when Jones drew got there, everybody said, "Old oh, Fred, you know they gon' you know they gon' dial mm-hmm. him back." Nah, he got that better. One, two, epic punch. Uh, yeah, they was the best running back duo in the league for a few years. So I definitely agree. I think the NFL this is a this is a complete crime. It's a complete crime. Whoever's running the show, man, you know, somebody, you know, do your job (laughs) and put Fred Taylor into the National Football League Hall of Fame or the Pro Football Hall of Fame, whatever you want to call it. Get this man in the Hall of Fame. All right, Black. So real quick, man, before we really get the show really kicked off. So I'm going to read something to you, Black, and uh, let me see what you think about it. Now, Black, if I told you, if I read you these stats, wouldn't you think this was a team effort? Here we go, Black. Thirty-two carries, three hundred and eighty-five yards, and eight touchdowns. Doesn't that sound like a a, a team effort? Over maybe what a two? Yeah, games it sound fan? It
1: sounds like a. It sounded like a combined effort by by uh, a few people. Yeah,
0: and maybe a total yards for the for the whole game for the for both teams. Yeah, for both yeah. teams. Well, Black, that's not the case here. <laughs> Okay, we just want to show some love to the running back from Buffalo, Jared Patterson. His stat line this past Saturday against t Roar State or whoever they was playing, my boy. <laughs> this man had 32 carries, 385 yards, and eight, by God, touchdowns in one single football game, my boy. Now, Black, in my opinion, everybody who he played, everybody uh, on that staff, the the, the, uh, the athletic director, uh the school scholar should be fired. <laughs> <laughs> All the defensive players should lose their scholarships. Everyone who has anything to do with, I can't even read who the team was they played, my boy. I think it was Kent State or somebody. All y'all need to be let go. Just cancel <laughs> the season anyway. There are the postponement games as it is. Get them boys out of here for giving up them, them sadness. Black, what you think about them numbers, man?
1: Man, it's crazy numbers, man. I seen another one that said that over the last two games, he rushed for like over 800 yards, bro, in two games.
0: Ridiculous, bro. It's,
1: it's ridiculous, bro. Like, But shout out to him, bro. He doing shout his thing, bro. This gonna, this going to get him to the league. You
2: At know, least get him get a him shot. Get, At get, least get him, get him shot. a shot. Get
1: him, he may get drafted yeah, off of this because... Yeah. He ain't no slouch running back, bro. The boy, right. the boy is talented, bro. Yes sir. yes sir. So shout out to him, man, for doing what he's done over the last yeah. uh, the last three games, man. And like you said, yeah. the, whoever team they played, bro, the whole the whole coaching staff, the <laughs> everybody, the, uh,
0: athletic director, everybody
1: need to be gone, bro. But this of here, this man. is
0: outrageous. Outrageous, yeah, man. Shout out to uh, the Buffalo running back, uh, Jared Patterson, for doing unthinkable things to uh, a football team uh, this past weekend. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom,
3: who was on crack! Y'all must have forgot, 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 forgot.
0: All right, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Reduce Launch Action Sports News Desk. I'm your mans one more time, Dedra L. Hicks Jr., one of your favorite sportsologists, back for another episode. And remember, people, that I am here to give it to you raw and uncut. And is your man, Black. We back for another
1: episode. Back in the building, one of your favorite sportsologists.
0: Yes, sir, yes, sir. We are fully, fully, fully loaded, man. Got a lot to talk about. We're going to have a little fun here on the sports desk today, man. Of course, we're going to kick it off with the weekend it was in the boxing world. You had 54-year-old Mike Tyson taking on 51-year-old Roy Jones Jr. And uh, and, uh, and an interesting uh, card, to say the least. We're going to talk about everything from Snoop Dogg to Nate Robinson, if he's still breathing somewhere. We're going to talk about it all <laughs> here on the sports desk. Of course, we're going to go to college football and black. I'm kind of disturbed, my boy. I'm getting a little, little uneasy with the conversation of Kyle Trask versus Trevor Lawrence. We're going to get into that Here on the Sports this My man And of course We're going to go to The National Football League With the Chiefs And the Bucks Man It was just a lot Of storytelling On that field Yesterday In that game With the Bucks And the Chiefs And uh, we're definitely Going to talk about it Man uh, We're going to get To some other news Talking about high school football Man And we're going to Get out your guys' hair So Black man Everything good? Cool? Yeah man Everything good man everything okay, okay,
1: okay. I want to give a shout out Man to uh, okay. uh, Something I seen Over the weekend And mm-hmm. I feel like I, I needed to say it Here on the show Because most people I don't know if they would look At something like this But it's big It's a sports guy So that's why I'm saying it Okay Just want to give a shout out To Chad Johnson man uh, Okay He's been hit down here in Duval For mm-hmm. like the past two weeks or so If I'm not mistaken mm-hmm. And uh, he went to an ale house man And one of the uh, waiters Had just got back to work Dealing with COVID And he left for almost A thousand dollar tip yep. For the man So yep. I just want to give a special Shout out to Chad Johnson For, sure. for just showing love To uh, people out here That it's, it's, it's being hard for And that's just a good gesture by him to do that, man.
0: Yeah, man. Shout out Ocho Cinco for showing that love, man. For sure, for sure. All right, man, let's get into our start. Bench a cut. <laughs> Maybach music.
2: Maybach
3: music. He <laughs> lied. <laughs>
0: All right, all right, all right, Black, Let's get into our star bench you cut, and this one right here is a little interesting, man. I, I, I was listening to Colin heard uh, as you all know by now. I'm a really big fan of his show, and he was talking a little bit of, of college football, and unfortunately, it was at the demise of one, uh, uh Jim Harbaugh, uh, and what's happening up there in Michigan. And he made some valid points, man, of the three best CEOs, as he's calling them, of college football. And he named those three uh, CEOs, coaches, and I said, hmm, this is a pretty good one to see where my man's black might be, where he might be with these three guys. All right, black, we got first up from the University of Florida. Big fan of this guy, Mr. Dan Mullen. All right. At number two, you have from the University of Clemson, Dabo Sweeney. At number three, you have <laughs> probably the greatest of all time, Mr. Nick Saving Now, Black, I want to talk about mm. it in 2020. 2020. Not overall for these three. Okay. Not what they've done. Just where they are in 2020, where their programs are in 2020. Black, your sons, all three of them, but they only can go to two schools. Mm. Which coach you telling? Man, look, my sons ain't coming to play for you. Who you starting, who you benching, who you cutting, Black?
1: Oh, man, that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh... I'm going to start Dabo Sweeney. Mm. I'm going to bench Dan Mullen. Oh, my. And I'm going to cut Nick Saban.
0: Whoa. All right. Um, I'm going to start Dan Mullen. I'm going to start Dan Mullen. I see what's happening in that Florida. I see what's happening. And it's not stopping. It's not stopping no time soon. I'm going to bench Dabo Sweeney <laughs> as well because I see what's going on in Clemson. And here's the only reason I'm benching Dabo. I swear I would have took Nick Saban if I ain't see Trevor Lawrence back up for three weeks. So you should be stalking him because of that, right? No, 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 because I like what Dan Mullen. I like what they're doing at Florida. I see what Dan Mullen's doing. But, but you if, see what Clemson got behind I do. You're correct. Oh, okay. But if I didn't see him, I would have benched Nick Saban. Okay. And I would have cut Dabo. But I saw what's waiting on us all. <laughs> uh-huh. After Lawrence leaves, so I'm a, I'm a bench um, uh, Dabble Swinney, and I'm gonna cut uh, Nick Saban. Um, and not to slight Nick Saban at all, but I'm just saying right now where Florida, Clemson, and Alabama is, man. It, if it was my son, I'd be like, look, we choosing between Florida and Clemson. Mm. You know, that, that that that's that's what I would be talking to with my son So, uh, all three of these guys are great, man But I thought that was interesting, man uh, Shout out to Kyle Hart for giving the idea For the start of cut Alright, Black Man, we're going to transition over into the sound of the week And man <laughs> Did we <laughs> Did we get a bunch A bunch of sound bites from The one The only Snoop Dogg, man And this one right here Was definitely The, 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 the best of the night in my opinion, here we go. Yeah, hey, make him faint. There you go. Faint, step. Oh, there's a faint from Jake. Oh,
3: oh, my God. Nice God. Hand it down. Lord, Lord have mercy. Oh, Jesus. Oh, That's Lord. Snoop, talk about Praise dropping it Lord. like it's us. Oh, Holy God up. Lead me on.
0: Nothing funny about what's happening with Nate Robinson, but
3: Snoop Dogg is is singing the hymns. He's trying to get to the show. Mama, me and the problem problem. child proving to be a big. Bro. (laughs) Bro. Bro. (laughs) Precious
0: (laughs) love. Take my hand. (laughs) Man, Leave look, me man. On. <laughs> if somebody don't sign Snoop Dogg, man,
1: bro, if I'm, bro, if I'm his agent, bro, Snoop, you gotta be commentating for some type of sport, bro. bro. I don't
0: care what it is, bro. Like, it gotta be boxing, bro. <laughs> like for Snoop to be raw like he can be and talk how he want to talk because he can't talk like that on ABC and CBS and NBC. He can, but he
1: do good but NBA. I seen some footage of him doing yeah. NBA. He really but, he wasn't commentating. He was just on there interviewing. But yeah. they had him on there doing a little commentating as well for the basketball game. And he's entertaining in those little moments as well. Like
0: listen, bro, bro.
1: Like this, I I, I don't even know if Snoop was to even supposed to be commentating on on on. He was this, not. On he this was not. Co- on this fight card, he was not.
0: Here's the story behind that. Snoop Dogg was just in attendance, but when Little Wayne had to pull out of his performance, they went to Snoop Dogg. They went to Snoop Dogg and asked for his assistance. So all the performing and everything he did, he wasn't supposed to do that. He was just there. He okay. was one of the people who was fortunate enough to be there because him and Mike Tyson have a relationship and Roy Jones Jr. Okay, so they was able to go back there and and and, and call on Snoop Man and boy. Did he deliver? My
3: goodness, my, did bro. He let deliver. me tell
0: you, the man. I when you see something, I mean
1: everywhere, bro. Yeah, like, bro. I got my mom's calling me about Snoop, yeah. bro. She yeah. don't never call about yeah. no Snoop. She was like, "What Snoop did last What, yeah. what happened last night?" Yeah. Like, bro, yeah. it's it's everywhere. It's huge, bro. Like yep. how entertaining it was. Like yep. he made
0: watching it entertaining. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I, I enjoyed that, man. Just great, bro. It it was it, it, it was just great, bro. It was just great, man. So, um, yeah. So with that being said, man, we're gonna go, <laughs> we're gonna go into our tweet of the week, man. We have a lot of tweets, man, from this weekend. A lot, a lot of tweets from this weekend, man. So I'm just gonna read off uh, a, a few of them, um, and I think it was like a a mix. of review of people's feelings towards the fight and everything that was going on so i'm just going to read a couple first off my man lebron james says man my uncle snoop is simply the greatest at whatever he does man he is truly a swiss army knife my man spike cohen says that fight was set up for roy jones to win no ko's allowed the ref let roy hold mike as long as he wanted mike still won every round and it was a draw no the hell it wasn't from a man Spike uh, Cohen Last but not least man uh, Telka3013 Says Snoop went from scaring White people to death in the 90s To being a national treasure in 2020 While always Blankly smoking illegal weed <laughs> Snoop <laughs> is truly An American <laughs> American success story Yeah, <laughs> yeah shout out to Telka3013 uh, Of course you're in juice man You get a shout out Dre Shout out Snoop man Shout out to all that man. Y'all get my mind, my money, my money, my money. All right, Black. Let's go ahead and get in uh to boxing man. Let's go ahead and talk about this event. And we're gonna be very, very, very respectful uh to what we're gonna open up um uh this uh this boxes segment to my boy. I mean I've already said this plenty of times that this is one of the greatest. Records in music history that does not get the rec- that does not get the respect to deserve, my boy. So here we go. Let's get ready to talk about Roy Jones Jr. Mike Tyson man in the Legends League.
3: Everybody, everybody, get on your feet. Get on your right, feet, now, right for now. Right now, for Roy Jones Roy Jr. Jones Jr. The best pound the for best pound fighter. in the, the world. world. Whoever don't agree.
0: Whoever don't you know what? I guess y'all must have forgot, 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 forgot. Hey, bro,
1: you listening to the sports desk.
0: When they stole my gold
1: medal in this whole career, let's look back at my whole career. you <laughs> y'all must have <laughs> forgot, 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 forgot,
3: forgot, <laughs> The best pound for pound is mine. Hit Percy Harris with four hooks at one time. Y'all
0: uh, man it's one of the greatest records ever produced man roy jones jr did not disappoint us in any way shape or point in sh- any way shape or form when he uh debuted this record but let's go ahead and get into the pay-per-view man and black man you know i just want to pay one of the first sound bites that i heard as soon as this fight was over man i think this thing's important that we play this man this is what one fan had to say in particular about the whole card in general it's ridiculous it's obvious what's being done out here it's a nightly basis i hope the world can see now what's really going on out here because it's getting ridiculous it's really ridiculous
3: But did it come out of your mouth accidentally is that what happened
0: yes man this is ridiculous man now this fan (laughs) this man posted this after um after a young man was tragically uh sacrificed uh in the middle of the ring um and let's start with that. I was going to start with Roy and Mike, man. But we we got we to gotta talk about it. <laughs> Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson, my man. In this exhibition or whatever you want to call it, man. Going into this, Black, I said, Nate Robinson is going to get killed. Shout out my boy, RJ. He hit me up. He said, what do you think is going to happen when Nate Robinson get in there with Jake Paul, everybody hate Jake Paul for what I understand. I barely know who the guy is. I just know he is internet YouTuber, you know, who is just wild out here, and a lot of people just don't like this man. But I read all. I, all I need to understand going to this fight when I read this story was Jake Paul has been training on and off for the past five years to box. He's been actually in the gym. This man gets spatted up, ring boots, all that, bro. He in there. Mm-hmm. And he's not in there at no 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 uh, 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 boys and girls club either, my boy. He's really training to box.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then him and Nate Robinson got into a spat on Twitter. And some idiot out there had the genius idea to book Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson, a professional athlete, basketball player, former college defensive back for the University of Washington. And they put these two people in the ring, Black. And Black, we seen what happened, Black. Jake Paul literally killed this man, bro. I mean, Nate Robinson had no business being in there, bro. He rushing this man, got his face wide open, no type of defense. I mean, what kind of training he was doing, Black? what the hell was he doing in there black tell me black what was nate robinson doing in there bro
1: i can't even i can't even say the classic line of what you uh what was you doing in camp bro because what did you do in camp <laughs> Hold on, one more time. Boy, what? <laughs> what did you do in camp <laughs> bro because he didn't even belong in there bro i don't know if he was training shooting some hoops bro hoping man. to get back in the league bro man from 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 when the bell rang bro it was just annihilation it was just annihilation like sad bro bro, like i was but the the fights before i was like dozing off and falling asleep and then (laughs) i just i just happened to wake up and start looking at this and i'm like no man this man that got knocked down by (laughs) about two or three times already man y'all Y'all call this fight, man. This he's bruh. a basketball player. I understand it, and, and you said this too as the fight was approaching that he's a he's a athlete, you know. But bro, this is boxing. Right. This is boxing we're talking about here. It's okay to be an athlete, bro, and, and we understand that. But in a boxing ring, that's a different type of monster, bro. Right. That's something you have to you gotta work on for 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 years and years and years, bro. To yep to get to the point where you can get in the ring and uh and want to go fight somebody. Yep. And then and then the same thing. To fight somebody, boxing, UFC, whatever it is, your screws ain't tied too tight in the in your head, bruh. No. You ain't got them all. You got you some. T- the screws ain't so all the way long. tight. But Nate Robertson, his screws are tight, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he didn't belong in that ring, bruh. Damn, he didn't bro. have the mindset of going in there to fight a Jake Paul, a guy who didn't have to, uh. A few exhibition bouts yeah, here and there. Professionally. Professionally, like, bro, he didn't belong in that ring. And I failed Jake Paul at the weigh-ins. He was like, uh, Nate Robinson, kids, y'all go in the bed. Don't watch the TV. Yeah. I'm going to annihilate your daddy. Yeah. And he told the truth. Like, yeah. I was like, bro, I was looking at that. I was like, bro, this might be get ugly for uh Nate Robinson, bro. And it did. And I was like, this guy, look like, and he looked focused on yeah. getting Nate Robinson... Up yeah. out of here And yeah. that's
0: exactly what he did D. He was not playing bro He was not playing I was telling folks Like I'm reading all on Twitter Nate Robinson telling me He going out here to do this For his NBA brothers Bro nah bro Don't put this on the league bro Don't put this on the league Nate Nate Don't do that bro Steph Curry and all these boys Retweet hold it down They do it blah, 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 blah. Nah man And the one constant quote That I've been seeing On social media man You cannot Cheat or play The sport of boxing You cannot It will it will wreak havoc on you if yes, you do it will.
1: so. Yes, it will.
0: People was I seen some people comparing Conor McGregor getting in there with Floyd. No, 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 no. Conor McGregor was is a, a boss combat, a and he's a combat fighter. <laughs> he's a combat fighter. He's getting in cages throwing hands, so he understands what combat is. Nate Robinson is shooting threes and playing defense.
1: I don't even think he hit Jake Paul, bro. He
0: didn't touch him, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Paul picked this man apart and 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 put this man in the dirt, bro. <laughs> he put this man in the dirt, bro. I feel bad for Nate, but uh, why you I feel, feel bad for him? I feel bad. Why? I, <laughs> he got in there, <laughs> bro? He, he did. got in there, bro. Did
1: I no. think what made me feel bad? Because uh, who who was that? Uh, Carl Crawford came out and said, yeah. you know what? Said what he said. He was like, you know, a lot of people wouldn't have hard to.
3: Yeah. There in Boston, yeah.
1: But, but he did, so we yep. need to show him a little. No, nah, he was like, an idiot bruh, for getting in there. It's 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 crazy, man. Yeah. That that literally that literally was the highlight of the fight card yeah. for a lot of people, bro. A lot of people was talking about that more than they was talking about Roy Jones and Mike Tyson. Like mm-hmm. it's crazy, man, because Nate Robinson got destroyed. Like you just seen it coming from everywhere.
0: We have breaking New to the sports desk. We have significant. Breaking news into the sports desk. That's right. This is a bit of an importance for all Los Angeles Lakers fans who need to know this, that the locker room dad has re-signed with the Lakers. Jared Dudley is back, my boy. On a one year on a one year deal to stay in Los Angeles. The Laker room dad will be returning to go for his second championship. Jared Duds is back in purple and gold. My bad black. I just it was it was too important. It was too important. My bad black. It was just it was it was too important. Duds. Duds back with the Lakers, my boy. Okay. Bro, go ahead. I wasn't
1: expecting that.
0: <laughs> but yeah, man,
1: like uh he just Nate Robinson, was he like we keep saying that he he didn't he didn't belong, didn't belong. Nate, if, if boxing is something you want to do bro give yourself a couple years to you know be in a boxing gym and train and you know yeah. get in camp and do the things that you're supposed to do bro Take because time. I don't want to I hate we hate to give that classic line to you about what did you do in camp bro we hate <laughs> to put that on you bro but we understand well, what, the situation what did you, do you in didn't camp? belong bro you're not a professional Only a professional is supposed to get that
0: that sound bite bro Not you Listen But we <laughs> I swear to God I swear to God As soon as Nate got dropped The first time I opened up my phone And I pressed it boy, boy.
1: What? <laughs> what did you do In camp
0: Like I, I had Cause it's, bruh, it's too
1: appropriate bro. You can't put that on Nate though. Bruh, bruh. I have to bro You can't put that Man, on Nate Nate Robinson wasn't
0: being smart like what on God's green earth were you thinking, man? They say I'ma shock the world. Yeah, by yeah there, you, you did. shot us all right. <laughs> you shot us all right, cause we didn't know if you was going to coming my boy, or you was sleep on that mat, my boy.
1: Bro, I think the <laughs> funniest. I think the funniest meme I seen. I don't know if it was on Instagram or Twitter. I'ma find it, bro, and send it to you one day. They had him getting knocked out and then his whole body shifted into the bed with the TV bro, on. Bro, and, and he was yeah,
0: yeah and he was laying down sleep, man. <laughs> Man. Bro, I man. said, boy,
1: this is crazy, boy. It's, the stuff they coming up.
0: This stuff we gonna see for a long yeah. time, bro. Like it is it's it's embarrassing. Like, I understand the opportunity. When somebody calls you and says, hey man, this is your opportunity to have your first professional fight, you know, on the Mike Tyson Roy Jones Jr. Legends car. Like, I understand the opportunity. I understand what it sounds like when you get that phone call. But sir. Why didn't you and your camp do your research on Jake Paul? They should have got somebody fresh at the gym just like you, Nate. They should have won a guy who had never had a professional fight who was just in the gym sparring. They should have did that and put you on. And people would have still watched. You want to know why? Because it's Nate Robinson, former former professional athlete getting in the box. They would have watched it. I don't think due to the fact that he fought Jake Paul made it more interesting. I really don't think so. People knew going in that that was a wrap for Nate. (laughs)
3: <laughs> and I
0: told anybody who would listen. Anybody who would listen, bro. And that's exactly what happened. And I was scared for Nate when he got when he got knocked out. I mean, he went face first. His body, his body bounced off the canvas, and bro wasn't moving. He was face down. <laughs> and I'm listening to Snoop, dog. You know, I'm laughing at everything because I'm, I'm laughing at Snoop. But I'm like, oh man, this dude is really, really hurt. And I saw Jake Paul over there praying for this man. And Jake if you know And I went and did my research Of Jake Paul Jake Paul is a idiot My boy And he was praying For Nate Robinson To get up dog mm-hmm. And thank God That he did Thank yeah. God Nate Robinson Is somewhere And he is okay Now I'm pretty sure He got a third degree concussion And all that yeah. But he'll be okay
1: A few people said He probably won't Never be the same again He, bro.
0: he probably won't <laughs> So look, <laughs> all you aspiring boxers who think you can get in there and fight a guy who got like one or two professional fights that you, think you get getting in. There? No, you can't. <laughs> I know how to fight. I done been in plenty of street fights. I, done, I know how to throw hands. But if it's somebody at the Boys and Girls Club who is in there training daily and they come calling me saying, hey, bro, we got to fight for you, bro. This dude, you know, he got one professional. No, I'm good. I'm good, bro. <laughs> I'm good. Y'all find y'all another punk. He not finna uppercut me into uh, uh in the in the next millennium whatever it's called, my
1: boy. Somebody else said, boy, Nate Robinson might as well go in and get a uh a personal barber because he won't be able to walk in no barber shop. For he, the won't
0: of- be, <laughs> he won't be, bro. He won't be, bro. The rest of his life, he bro. Gonna, he gonna have to get a traveling barber. Talk. He gonna be the talk. He gonna be the talk yeah, in, the, in every barber shop, bro, yeah. around the world. So bruh. let this be a lesson learned to all you professional athletes who play football. Or basketball, who think you could get in there and, and and box with a boxer? No, you can't. If you haven't been trained to do this, no. Jake Paul would have did that to LeBron James. Jake Paul would have did that to to to, to Giannis Hunt. He would have done that to any one of them.
1: Yeah, any one of them. No it matter no how matter, big, no matter how small. They bro. was
0: going down. That man can throw hands for real, bro. Yeah, and we saw that. <laughs> and the shot, he hit this man with an overhand right, and this man was snoring, bro. So yeah, shout out to uh, Nate Robinson, man. Get well soon, dog. I hope your kids didn't watch that because if they did, my god, them, them kids, kids got to go back to school, bro. Dang, that's the thing I'm worried. I dang. ain't talking about them crying when they see their dad. I'm talking about when they get to school, bro. They gonna ride them boys. I, if
1: I was in school, I'm damn Show sure coming up to you, Dame, bro. What happened to your daddy, <laughs> dog? <laughs> For
3: real, <laughs> bro, bro. I'm gonna make something but he boy, gonna wanna fight great, me, boy. bro. But your, your daddy's daddy. straight,
0: boy. <laughs> but everything good with your daddy, boy. That's what I'm talking about, boy. I've seen your daddy, boy, that's crazy. Yeah, boy. that's crazy. Yeah, dog. man. So you know, I kind of switched it up this week, man. We're going to transition out of Nate Robinson getting knocked out into our top five, man, because our top five is really based on uh, top five knockouts in boxing history, man. So I just want to kind of switch it up and and, and kind of get it going there, man. So let's go ahead and get into our top five, and then we'll get back to Roy and Tyson.
2: Chris Salter GASTE yes, so yes. for
0: All right, all right, all right. So fresh off the Nate Robinson knockout from Jake Paul. Man, <laughs> Black want to add to that and give you our top five knockouts from boxing of all time. And in our eyes, we know it's been a lot of boxing, over hundreds and hundreds of years of boxing, but we're going to give our top five that we've seen personally with our eyes, my boy. So Black, with you being a big time boxing uh uh connoisseur and correspondent, you know, I'm pretty sure you got an interesting list over there. So shoot me your top five greatest KOs in boxing history, Black. Yeah, yeah,
1: man. I, I enjoyed doing this top five, man. It was a lot of moments, bro, that I got to see, got got to see over my life of my 36, 37 years here. But at number five, I got Julio Cesar Chavez, mm. TKO of Meldrick Taylor in mm. 1990. If nobody don't know the story behind that. Uh, Julio Cesar Chavez had won 65, uh, 65 fights undefeated, mm. no losses. And he fought Mildred Taylor. And Mildred Taylor literally won every round until the 12th round. He got ko and stopped. And Julio Cesar Chavez won the fight. He yeah. was losing the whole fight you and bet. caught him in the 12th. And, and and they stopped the fight. Yeah, y'all YouTube 12, that. Yeah, y'all got to Y'all YouTube gotta see it. The, I mean, a great fight. I looked at it today while I was doing this top five, and that fight was awesome. Yeah,
0: YouTube man. And
1: uh, number four, Mon, Mon Juan Manuel Marquez KO of Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> yeah. They had a trilogy fight, and man, the the fourth fight, he was like, I I'm not going to be denied. I'm not going to let the judges have this fight to, to screw me this town. And he put Manny Pacquiao two. Sleep. That was a four fight between That them. was the four fight after the you know the trilogy they fought one more time mm-hmm. at number 3 George Foreman KO of Michael Moore mm-hmm. uh then that was um uh George Foreman was the oldest guy to win a, a world title at 45 mm-hmm. years old yep. and at number 2 Tony Tarver KO of Roy Jones mm. Jr. Man, Mm-mm-mm-mm. it was it was just. <laughs> I think I think I think me and D was a little sad mm. that day because man, we were such big Roy Jones Jr. It was uh, bad though. Fans, bro, and to see uh, Tony Tarver take his head off his shoulders, bro, it was something special. And That was in 2014. Mm. I mean, 20 2004. And then number one is heard all around the world. You know, me and D. We was, you know, we was living young, wild, and free when this happened. You know, we was well known at Wild Wings. You know, uh, when Manny Pacquiao put Ricky Hatton to rest. Yes. When he put him to rest. Yes. That had to be the most electric, flying, yeah. electrifying knockout I've ever seen in my life. Thought he was dead. I mean, bro. we thought he was dead. Yeah. This man was literally on the mat for 10 minutes. Out. We thought we would we thought they were going to bring stretches in for this man. Manny Pacquiao baptized this man literally <laughs> in the middle of the rain. Yeah. And I could just remember us getting together and all the chaos when that happened, bro. It was live in there. It was it was live in them, man. <laughs> it was a classic. So that's why I got Manny Pacquiao knockout of Ricky Hatton
0: at number one.
3: Are you ready to go?
0: So, yeah, man, uh, at number five for me, I remember this fight and the setup vividly in my head. Uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. knocking out Ricky Hatton, uh, my boy. And i never forget Ricky Hatton getting on stage uh, at one of the promos. He was like, are you all sick of Floyd? Are you sick of the belts? Are you sick of the attitude? Are you
3: sick of the arrogance?
0: I'm going to knock him out. And Floyd knocked this man out in the 10th round, my boy. And Floyd was up there on the turnbuckle crying out, my boy, because he just put it on Ricky Hatton at the time. At number four, man, it just happened not too long ago, man. Javante Davis, man, knocking out <laughs> Leo Santa Cruz. I mean, Black, look, man, the camera angle of that knockout, which was made it so much more devastating because the camera was right there. Yeah. And it wasn't no fans in there. It was limited. A, it was a limited, it was band, limited. So you really couldn't like hear the crowd like you normally yeah. would. But my God, <laughs> he just baptized Santa Cruz. Uh at number three, I got Deontay Wilder versus Ortiz 2 a straight right hand down the pike and this man was flat on his face my boy blowing bubbles on the canvas my boy I mean a straight right down the pike man uh, by Deontay Wilder at number two man I saw this on YouTube man a couple of weeks ago the whole fight well it wasn't that long of a fight but Mike Tyson and uh, Spinks my boy oh, I man. mean he killed this man Oh yeah. They brought he did. the paramedics and they even called the president of the United States, my boy, <laughs> to try to, to try to revive Sphinx, my boy, Michael Spinks oh. man. I mean, Mike Tyson killed this man. And that number 1, man. Black, this is my number 1. Uh uh, one, Marquez knocking out Pacquiao. Oh man, Marquez knocking out Pacquiao. Pacquiao was literally counting Sheet on the mat, my boy. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. this man just tumbled like a bag of potatoes and didn't move, my boy. I mean, what a fight! Uh, between those two guys, man. I mean, just killed the man. We had never seen man Pacquiao just laying flat on his face, snoring in the mat like that. And it never. was a shock her around the world, my boy. Alright man, so that was our top five KOs coming off the uh uh the uh Nate Robinson knockout by Jake Paul, but let's get back into Tyson and uh Roy Jones Jr.
3: Everybody, everybody, get on your feet, get on
0: your right feet right now, right now, Jones Jr. Jones Jr. The best pound fighter, for in, pound the world. fighter <laughs> in the <laughs> world, in the world, don't agree, don't agree. You know what? I guess y'all must have forgot, forgot, forgot. forgot, forgot. Man, why y'all stole a gold medal, man, in the Olympics, man? Y'all ain't, man, you ain't have to steal my dog gold medal. <laughs> but anyway, Black, let's get to it, man. Roy Jones Jr., 51 years old, against Mike Tyson, 54 years old. Exhibition fight. Uh, Black overall Just what was your thoughts On the fight Well first first off I think the pay per view Was like well done Like I like the look In the ring yeah. It kind of gave me, like That throwback pride look You know what I'm saying From pride fighting Back in the day All white lights All white ring yeah. I like how like the, the, the background was all Blacked out I, I liked it. it It was a really good setup. You know you had the Performances and everything From Wiz and YG And Snoop Like it was It was, it was really dope It was really dope You know how they Really set it up But let's get to the Fight at Heron Tyson and Roy Jones Black. What's your thoughts on that, man?
1: Uh man, it was a snoozer, man. <laughs> it was a snoozer. But uh I stayed locked in on it, D. But yeah. you want to know we didn't we didn't get we didn't get what you had said was going to happen. It right. could look it could look bad. It didn't look bad. It didn't look bad. It didn't it look bad, didn't look bad at look all. Bad. But it was a snoozer. It you was. know, uh, like you said, a lot of holding what? What did by you Roy do Jones in Jr. Camp? I was I was really impressed At Mike Mike was yeah. throwing combinations and putting stuff together. I was like, yeah. okay, yeah. like you can tell Mike been working. Mm-hmm. Roy Jones, I don't know what he was. <laughs> he ba- I think Roy Jones just went on there knowing he got talent. And he can throw. He didn't throw punches his whole life, so I can hit Mike with something. But yeah, yeah. you know, he didn't go there. Like, and I agree with the guy on said on Twitter. This fight shouldn't have been a draw. Mike Tyson clearly won this fight. Every round, he was landing. He was landing the most punches. You know, the most accurate shots. Yeah. And um, Roy Jones was doing a lot of holding. And I think that's another reason why I was a snoozer. But shout out to both of them, man. On you know, just getting in there at their age, putting on a show like that. I don't want to see y'all anymore. <laughs> Let this be it. Please. <laughs> I don't want to hear none of this nonsense about y'all want to fight again. Yeah. No, we don't want to see that. Like, the way they did everything, like you said, it was well put together. Mm-hmm. I think boxing needs to kind of adapt or try to do something more to get boxing back to the field. Like, having performances through through the middle of fights, you're waiting on the next fight to come on. Because boxing can get a little boring when you're sitting waiting between, on the next fight. Yeah. Like... I actually like the idea of what they did. I mean, I like what they did with the performances in the middle of the match after mm-hmm. the matches, getting ready for the next fight. Like mm-hmm. that was brilliant of of what tri- what was it? Tiller? Triller. triller, triller for triller. for them to to, to mm-hmm. do to do that. So I was excited. I was I was highly entertained with everything they did there. But the fight overall was a snoozer, but shout out to both of them and shout out from shout out to Mike being fifty-four years old. Yeah. Still looking like, you know, he can put stuff, get stuff done and put stuff together. Like I was very impressed, especially after uh been out the rain for like almost 20, year, 15, 15 years, 20 years, 15, 20 years. Like that's a long time, bro. And didn't to go in there and uh put combinations together and land some good shots on Roy yeah. Jones. It was really good to see uh come see Mike do that.
0: Yeah, uh, I I mean it 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 was it was watchable. Uh, Roy Jones Jr. definitely was not prepared to do anything in the boxing ring. I mean he ran around, he held Mike, you know he 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 he, he did he did a lot of things just to try to stay alive. Um, you know Roy didn't really get off any punches, and then I was unaware of like the rules of the fight until that day. So when I read like no knockouts, no you know none of that, I was like, what? Why are we doing this then? I'm thinking that we finna go into a fight So when I read that before the fight I was immediately turned off Mm. Now I watch like everybody else Because, you know, I'm a fan of Roy And I'm a fan of Mike I'm more so a fan of Roy than I am Mike You know, because when I was coming up as a teenager Roy was that guy I was a young pup when Mike Tyson was doing his damage But I remember it But I was a fan of Roy He signed with Jordan Brand He was rapping Like he was just, you know, out there in in the front, man Just being just, just, just so dope to me You know, in my teenage years but, you know, it was utterly disappointing to see that Mike Tyson, who indeed could have definitely knocked Roy Jones Jr. out in that fight if they would have allowed it. Mm-hmm. Like the combination, he was throwing the royal body. Roy was hurt, bruh. He was getting hit. Them kidneys was getting hit. Them ribs was getting hit. And you could tell Mike, you know, you could, see, you could definitely see the hair space that Mike in, because I was like, at any time, Mike going to forget that this is an exhibition. But he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. Mike didn't throw none of his patent uppercuts. Yeah. He just really worked Roy's body. Mm-hmm. He worked his body. Then when they was held together, Mike would just throw some punches. So Mike was under control. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I noticed was. that throughout the fight. So I said, okay, you know, I see what they're doing. But look, I don't never want to see Roy Jones fight again. <laughs> but if Mike Tyson can get in there with somebody... And have like a real fight. I, it can still be an eight round, two an eight round, two minute per round exhibition, and they will allow it to be a fight. I watch it because okay. I, I think I think Mike can still knock somebody out. Think so? I think Mike can really get in there and make it really ugly for somebody because Mike wasn't really tired. Like Mike was moving pretty good. You know what I'm saying? I know he's 54 years old, but he was moving pretty good. But I want to see him back in there without the cuffs on. Okay. If you can find anybody who's 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 nuts enough. To get in there with Mike Tyson, then then I would want to see it. Let's see him fight Jake Paul, bro. <laughs> nah, Jake Paul, too young. Too young. <laughs> it's got to be like a 45, 46. Oh, oh, guy. And, yeah, it got to okay, be somebody okay, out there who okay. probably want to get in there and make it happen. But overall, like Black said, it was, it was ultimately a snoozer. The unofficial draw, people, that was playing that I was playing people going in when they announced, I said it before they announced, I said oh, they are gonna name it a draw, it ain't gonna be no winner, no loser, none of these guys gonna get an L on their record it's an unofficial exhibition, they are not gonna make somebody get a loss on that mm-hmm. and as soon as the the, uh, the announcer said, I said yeah, and then the outrage all on Twitter, like people, relax <laughs> this was just a show, this was just a show bro, it wasn't nothing on the line for this, you know, what it did was it got people in front of their TVs for a while and bought that pay-per-view, yeah, it got the pay-per-view but we didn't buy the pay-per-view cause here yeah. The sports desk, we have, we have the, the links. links, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I think it was it served its purpose. Don't ever want to see Roy Jones again, but I would like to see Mike with the handcuffs off against a guy who will be willing and daring to actually go in there and fight him because I saw some things for Mike. I did, okay. I did, I did, I did. Uh, but, yeah, man, we, we definitely want to give our uh, final condolences and prayers to the uh, Robinson family once again. I mean, my God, I'm just going to play this sound of the week one more time from Snoop Dogg, man, and we're going to transition uh, to our next topic in Boxing Yeah, make him think. There you go. Faint step. Oh, there's a faint from Jake. Ooh. Oh, my
3: God. Lord have mercy. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Oh, Lord. Snoop, talk about dropping it like along. it's hot, baby! You can, you what on on Holy what god, up! Lead
0: me me, oh, Let me stand. Wow, nothing <laughs> funny about what's <laughs> happening with Nate Robinson, but Snoop Dogg no. is, is singing the hymns.
3: He's
1: trying Good to get to the ring. ring.
3: Oh, oh. oh.
1: <laughs> so what? What did you think about Style Bender? You think uh, he did good?
0: You think he did? Pretty I think he did good. good. Okay, okay. I think he did okay. good. Okay. I, I was I was really surprised. First it's of like all, he know what he' talking about. Yeah, you know but when I, mean? I but when I was listening and they cut to him real quick, that's when I text you. I'm like, bro, they got Style Bender out here. Yeah. And for all who don't know, that's Israel Adesanya, undefeated UFC middleweight champion of the world, uh, the next superstar in MMA. And I was like, wow. Like I was just listening. I said, like, man, he' doing pretty good. Like mm-hmm. him and Sugar Ray was like. Conversating like together about boxing, yeah. I'm like, I said, okay, that's good. Like, he already got a future now. Yep, you're right. Like, he, he got his
1: Daniel Cormier going on. Yeah, he did, he did really good. Yeah. I was, I was highly impressed with him. Yeah,
0: I think it. he did well too. All right, man. Since we're in box, we got another big fight, another big fight this weekend, man. We have the return, the return of one of the most exciting fighters out there, young fighters out there. Earl Spence Jr. is coming back to get in the ring to fight uh Danny Garcia this Saturday night. And on pay per view, first time we're seeing Spence man in almost two years since his horrific car accident uh, that he had uh, just a day or two after his last fight. Uh, who did he fight? Uh, who did he fight last?
1: Uh, he fought. Uh, did he fight uh, uh, Sean Porter? And for it was a unification fight, and he won the belt, and he beat Sean Porter. And then he got in that accident like two and, days and later, two days after that, and he hadn't fought since then. So yeah. it's been almost. Two years yeah, that he hasn't fight. fought. He haven't fought since 2019.
0: Yeah. So, so Black yeah. taught me, man, Earl Spence back in the ring against Danny Garcia. What are you expecting to see in this fight? And give me a winner.
1: Uh D, I'm excited to see Earl, man. Yep, uh, yep, 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 I'm worried for uh, I'm worried about for Earl, Earl. Earl. Mm-hmm. because we don't know how he's gonna look, how he's gonna be able to handle punches, mm-hmm. cause he hadn't been hit uh since he fought Sean Porter. And mm-hmm. we don't <laughs> We bless don't know you, We don't boy. know uh exactly how he's gonna do after that horrific accident which fractured fractured bones in his face and broke he his jaw ha- broke his jaw so uh I don't know D mm-hmm. I'm excited I'm worried um I'm picking I'm picking Earl in this fight but uh Danny Garcia is a dangerous fighter. Mm-hmm. He has knockout power in both hands. Mm-hmm. Um any any big fight he's been in he's get the he's got the end of the uh end of the stick. You know, when it comes to it going 12 rounds and he seeing like he's on the mission to not allow this to go to 12 rounds. He wants to stop Earl Spence so we could have a little bit of excitement here. So, And this uh, this has potential of being a dogfight written all over it. Yeah. You know, because we know Earl Spence, he's he's a big guy and he comes straight ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, he think he can absorb punches from people and then get off what he needs to get off and stop you. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure if he can take a Danny Garcia punch. Mm. But we're going to see. But I'm picking Earl to win this fight in 12 by a unanimous decision. Mm. So, but I'm worried for my mm. guy. I'm mm. worried for him because it's been so long. Mm-hmm. We you we you we, we so used to seeing Earl, you know, two times a year fighting, mm-hmm. and and this is the first time we're going to see him in two years. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the layoff will play a part, or uh, the 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 injuries from sustained from the accident mm-hmm. will come back to bother him in this fight. But I hope that doesn't happen. But uh, I'm, I'm going to pick Earl And I'm just looking For an exciting fight This is a big fight This is a big fight we got A big two, year for boxing Yeah this is a big year For boxing We didn't have good fights uh, yeah. So far All year You know Picking, picking boxing back up uh, We didn't have good fights All so. year I'm excited about this one. Hopefully this one will live up to the hype as well. This fight is in Earl Spence hometown in Dallas. We'll be in Cowboy Stadium yep. with fans. So I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. So we know uh Jerry Jones is going to be in the building mm-hmm. in uh Earl's in Earl's corner, because they're uh they're cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about this one, man. I'm just hoping to see the best from Earl against Danny Garcia on Saturday night.
0: All right, yeah, me too, man. I'm excited to see Earl Spence Jr. back, and this has been a really good year for boxing. Really good year. All of the young superstar, uh, talented up-and-coming fighters, they've shown their faces, man, as soon as boxing was able to get back out there. And Earl Spence is one of those guys. But I'm with you, Black. I am going to be in the position to watch Earl very closely to see if he's a different guy now. I want to see if he's still that elusive guy. I want to see if his punches get off very clean. I want to see if he can avoid the big shots like he uh, normally does. And obviously, I want to see, can he take a solid punch? Uh, Danny Garcia is coming to fight. He's not coming to play at all with Earl Spence Jr. This is for the WBC and IBF welterweight championships that will be on the line. And everybody, you know, wants to see the ultimate super fight that can be, which would be Earl Spence Jr. and and Terrence Crawford. That's the fight that everybody wants to see. But, you know, I think we're a little ways from that fight now with the injury, with the injury uh, to Earl Spence Jr. from the uh, uh, the car accident. But I'm still going to roll with Spence. I'm going to take Spence in a split decision. Mm, That's how okay. close this is gonna be. Okay. I think it's gonna be razor sharp. I think Earl's gonna get hurt in this fight. I think Earl is gonna be forced to similar to Sean Porter. Sean Porter made it tough on Earl. If that wasn't for that knockdown, he wouldn't have won that fight. I man. agree. So he made it very, very tough. And I think Danny Garcia is probably licking his chops. Watching the uh, Deshaun Porter tape and knowing that Earl is coming back kind of maybe, you know, with some weak legs. Maybe his speed and his head moving ain't where it needs to be. I think Danny Garcia is going to try to capitalize on that. But I'm going to always go with talent. When you're talking boxing, you always go with talent. And I'm going to go with talent. I'm going to take Earl Spence Jr. split decision to uh, defeat uh, Danny Garcia and uh, take home the WBC and IBF World to Weight uh, Championships. All right. All right, man. So yeah, you know, it's not often, you know, me and black get the the dive into boxing. I know my boy is really, really loving uh uh talking that boxing, man. So that was real fun. And again, again, prayers, uh, Nate Robinson, <laughs> wherever you are in the world, my man's. I hope that everything is going good with you. All right, man, we're gonna transition out of boxing. We're gonna head to the National Football League. Cowboy. All right, all right, all right. Let's get into it. Let's get into the National Football League. So we had some uh some, some news uh that came out of the National Football League uh just 24 hours ago. So we're gonna talk a lot about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Speaking of the Jacksonville Jaguars, we got my boy. Rashad back with us man okay my man is back with we another. Missed Mr last week we did we did you know my man was so depressed and heartbroken over just everything that's going on in Jacksonville but my boy is back with another round of Rashad's corner so here's my boy Rashad giving his take on the Jacksonville Jaguars week 12 loss to the Cleveland Browns and then we'll get into the other uh the other news from uh Jacksonville uh well by God
2: some good news came out uh yesterday and it's about time Sports Desk. So what's going on? It's your boy Rashad uh, with this uh, with the JR report, and um, we just got some good news. Probably about an hour ago, about the firing of Dave Caldwell. Um, that's that's good news. I didn't think that Shah Khan would fire Dave Caldwell. I thought that Shaw would hire Dave and I mean, would fire Dave and um, I mean Doug Marone, and um, just leave it like that. I didn't think that he would that that both of them would be gone. But obviously, if your GM's gone, you know that at some point the head coach is gonna be gone. So it's gonna be a clean sweep. We gonna get a new head coach and a new GM in next year. Um, try try and get some some better picks in here next year and try and try and make this thing happen. I, I know that the Jaguars should be able to get whatever GM they want and whatever GM whatever head coach they want. Because of the position that they are left in They got the most cap room in the NFL Um, They gonna have over a hundred million dollars In cap room next year Uh, We got two first round picks Two second round picks Uh, You got twelve picks in total next year You can turn this This whole team around You can make them at least competitive Next year So any potential GM uh, If if you want to compare Like the Texans job if I if I was a if I was a potential GM and I got offered the Texans job and the Jaguar job, I take the Jaguar job all day long because I can I know I can make this work. Um, so it's a good day, you know. Um, I, I watched the Jaguars a little bit this week. Uh they fought hard, you know what I'm saying, but they suck. I mean, you 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 can fight all you want to when you got dudes. I mean, I'm I'm a Jaguar fan. It's dudes. That's on that field I'm telling you I have never heard Of these people before So when you got That kind of stuff Going on man It's, it's just a recipe For that kind of stuff Happening But I mean At least they They trying They trying uh, I still say At this point I'm gonna say this This might be a little bold James Robinson Is definitely A top 10 Back in the NFL He might be top 5 I'm not, This dude is good He is good if he had top end speed he definitely be top five but it's no doubt about it he's a top 10 back in the NFL this dude is undrafted so um you got a running back uh your line is okay If, if you can upgrade the line then fine but uh for me um I'm just happy that Dave Caldwell is fired I'm happy that I know that Doug Marone at some point will be fired and um we just go roll with it nation and see what happens, man. If you ask me, Lewis Riddick should be the GM. If that happens, I think that I think we'll be in a good place. Um so uh let's just see what happens, man. We got about I think it's five more weeks left. So we going to see what they do. But uh this is Jag, this is Rashad with the Jarrah report. Um some other stuff break next week. I'll be in next week to let y'all know what's going on.
0: Ah! Yeah, shout out to my man's Rashad, man. We just really appreciate him taking time of his schedule, man, uh, you know, to to, to, to update us. Because here at the Sports, we don't talk about Jaguars. (laughs) We don't talk about Jaguars. And rightfully so, but we got a diehard fan. And and when we rolled out this segment, man, I was like, man, Rashad is just the perfect guy. Because Freddie Brick said he's done. (laughs) He's a Kansas City Chiefs fan. You know what I'm saying? And Rashad, is he, he's holding it down, man. So shout out to my boy Rashad, man, for being a part of the sports desk, man, briefing us with that Jacksonville Jaguars news. So, Black, let's pick the word Rashad left off, man, to give our thoughts on finally, hmm, finally, Shah Khan made a pivotal move to get the positive train going here in Jacksonville by releasing and firing Caldwell yesterday. Yeah! All right, Black Talk to me, man. What is, what significance is this? What, 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 what does this do for you as a saddened, hurt, broken down Jacksonville Jaguar fan? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it was a great day yesterday, The Uh, you don't get to say too many days of being a Jaguar fa- fan are great days, even though we lost. But I think the announcement of Dave Caldwell being fired was like winning <laughs> yesterday. So, uh, that was good news, man. And, and, and the first immediate <laughs> thing I did when I went to, after hearing seeing him seeing him get fired, I went directly to Twitter and Instagram to see if I was going to see anything from Jaden Ramsey or Ndakwe or any of those guys, but I didn't. So, because um, <laughs> I know they probably would have had their piece to say about him getting fired. But, um, Jack I'm making a move, man. Uh, Shaq Khan, I was kind of worried about Shaq Khan because I've been hearing Shah Khan is a businessman. He... Really not an NFL owner or just let the people who's in play run the football team. But seems like the firing of Dave Caldwell shows me that he cares and he wants the Jaguars to be better. He's listening. If people don't realize and you're not Jaguar fans, Sha Khan is putting a lot of money into this city, into this downtown area. And he don't want a bad football team to he don't want the Jaguars to be bad with all this stuff he's doing around downtown and the growing of putting building, getting buildings built and hotels built and mm-hmm. just redoing everything to make Jacksonville better mm-hmm. in some type of way. And the last thing he wants is the Jaguars to be sorry year in and year out. You know, he wants people, he wants people to come back here. They want to get a Super Bowl back here mm-hmm. and things had to change. So he, he fired Dave Caldwell. If you would have left Dave Caldwell as the GM, you'd still be looking at five to another 10 years mm-hmm. of horrible football play. And, they took the route. They take a good route firing him, man, and I'm I'm happy about it. Like Rashad said, we still suck. We do. But I have to agree with him. Like D, like the Jacksonville Jaguars have 12 picks. Uh, two in the first round, two in the second round. And if I'm a GM and I'm a head coach, I'm not look I know Deshaun, I know Deshaun Watson is over there in Houston. I know he's over there. I know I know what he is doing. But Houston doesn't have anything. They have no, no first-round picks for the next two years. Uh, I don't even know if they have a second-round pick for the next two years. They gave up a lot. And uh, Deshaun's not going to have any help. So if I'm a coach or a GM, like Rashad said, I'm looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm literally going to be able to come in and just do what I want to do automatically as a GM. If I'm a coach, I'm looking at that. Man, I can pick the players that I want. That I want to come in here automatically. With everything Jacksonville has to play, $100 million in cap, in cap space, you're going to get guys to come here because this is still a business at the end of the day. So uh, I'm excited to see what happens. Like Rashad said, you can have a team that, could, that can compete next year if you handle things the right way. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. I want to see them to get uh, a GM and a coach that can come in and handle things the right way. And I and 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 I really like the idea of Lewis Reddick being the GM because we've been seeing him you know on TV talking about different different things as a GM giving us the GM feel of what he can do and the changes he would make if it was him in that uh, predicament and you would like to see a face like uh Lewis Reddick in the Jaguars he, he's a big name so he would draw more attention to the Jaguars. so I'm excited to see where the future goes Uh I'm just going to sit back and watch and see if the Jaguars and Shaq Khan handle this the right way.
0: Listen, if you're Shaq Khan, you write a blank check to Lewis Riddick. You want him to be the leader of your organization. And the second check you write, you go get Eric Benemy, the officer coordinator from the Kansas City Chief. And a dark horse name that I would like to see being considered for a head coaching job is offensive coordinator of Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Byron Leftwich. Mm. The reason I say those two names is because we see where the league is. Push the ball down the field. Aerial attack mixed with scat backs who can give you 11 to 12 hundred yards rushing, but also can give you another five to 600 yards receiving out of the backfield. The, the, the ingredients for the Jacksonville Jaguars offensively is atrocious. It's disgusting. There's no hope in the offense. Even the 10-6 year when they were one quarter away from going to the Super Bowl, the offense was terrible. Blake Bortle was, 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 was praying to God out there, throwing passes that they would get completed to the talent that we had. We had talent, but we weren't able to push the ball up the field. Every week, I sit up here and I watch Patrick Mahomes. I watch, by God, Josh Allen. I watch Jared Goff. I watch uh, 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 Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. I see these week after week after week. These off, Ryan Tannenhill, even in a run-dominant offense, they are spreading out and they are tossing the thing downfield. I don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars have a completion of a 35 yards the whole year. And I'm not well, even We got joking. one yesterday, I'm sorry. Oh, did we? Yeah, you okay.
1: got a uh, 55-yard touchdown Well, yesterday. God bless
0: you, Mike Glennon. And I hope that's the last time we see you. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. But all in all, the Jaguars have a huge opportunity. And shout out to Rashad for highlighting those opportunities for a potential mm. GM and a head coach. That's a lot. Because I'm not going to lie, Black. I was getting ready here and just gunned down the Jaguars. <laughs> Before you knew that. Yeah, but Rashad, that's why we have him on. Because he's enlightening us on potential things that the Jaguars have going. 12 picks overall, two in the first, two in the second, $100 million in the cap. (laughs) You don't think people are not going to want to come here and get that money under Eric (laughs) Benamy and Lewis Riddick? Absolutely they are. So a huge opportunity for the Jacksonville Jaguars to get this right. Get your front office right. Get a leader of men. Get a football mind in there. Lewis really did a great job for the Philadelphia Eagles. A great job. And that team did what? Competed. Mm -hmm. Every year. Every single year. Mm -hmm. Every year. And that's what we're asking for here in Jacksonville. Of course, of course, the city of Jacksonville wants a Super Bowl championship. Of course. But you know what the city of Jacksonville will take? Competing. (laughs) Division championships, wild card bursts, home playoff games in the stadium every year. That's what the city of Jacksonville wants. And this is a great opportunity for Shah Khan to get the pieces in that front office and the next head coach after, my God, <laughs> Doug, Marone. <laughs> Doug Marone finally gets let go. So I'll be very, 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 very interested to see what the Jacksonville Jaguars do with this huge opportunity uh in front of them. Because it is, it is huge. All right, man. Let's transition to the game of the weekend. You had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, excuse me, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chief, my homeboy Patrick, as they call him, was on display yesterday against the GOAT Tom Brady. Black, what was your takeaway from this game with the Chiefs edging out a win 27-24 yesterday?
1: Uh, I enjoyed this game, D. I really did. At, at first, it looked like it was going to be a whitewash, mm-hmm. but uh, that didn't happen. Um, I really I really like what Tom Brady did in this game, even though that was he threw uh, two picks, two costly picks. One, uh, well, one of them, the ball hit a player's helmet and then mm-hmm. batted bat up and then uh, they mm-hmm. got it. But mm-hmm. if you take away those mistakes, we could be talking about a different story here with Tom Brady. But, um... Pat Mahomes is just Pat Mahomes. Uh, <laughs> it's th- this kid, the things that he's doing, and he's in this what last what four years, three years, this three is years, his fourth season. His fourth season, the it's ridiculous, man. Fourth like, season, third one started. Like to see him, all the records he's he already been shattered in four years is. Amazing to just see, man, and then having a talent like uh, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, man, and the things that he did. I mean, two hundred and three yards in the first quarter. Yep, like it's ridiculous. Like Temple, your secondary, they all need to be released and put on the street. <laughs> they all need to be released and put on the street. This guy, number 24, I don't even know his name because all I see was his number. I couldn't even look at his name on the back of the jersey. I know he was just number 24 who was getting roasted the whole night. Embarrassed. Mm. But Tampa fought. Tampa fought in this game. You know, they, they got stops to get them the ball back, and Tom went down the field, got the ball down the field, and they scored touchdowns when they needed to. But at the same time, this is a football game. You give Pat Mahomes the football back with time with, with a little bit of time remain, remaining you may not get it back you're not going to get it back if your defense can't cause turnovers you're not going to get the ball back because this kid makes makes plays in crunch time if it ain't going down the field to win a game it's going it's 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 getting the ball back and stopping you from having a chance to win the game and that's exactly what we saw Highly competitive game. I was I was impressed with uh Tampa's defensive line. They put a lot of pressure on Pat Mahomes in the second half. Mm-hmm. They adjusted and put a lot of pressure on him. But I was highly impressed with this game. So shout out shout out to Kansas City on on uh getting to what to ten and one? Nine and one, ten and one ten and one. Ten and one. 10 and, one and uh shout out to Tampa as well for competing in this game and making it a little uh, more entertaining than it. Really entertaining game.
0: Yeah, you really hit it. You really hit all the highlights of the game. I don't really have nothing much more to add to the highlights of the game. But I have two takeaways here uh, from this game. I'm not going to keep giving the Tampa Bay Buccaneers chances to get it right. We're in week 12 of the NFL football season. And Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. And he has a plethora of weapons. I know Antonio Brown just got there three weeks ago, but how much more time do we need? We're in the season. This is the first time the Bucs have loved back-to-back games all year long. In the first half, they were atrocious. They were disgusting. That offense was stale and non-effective. And I was really disappointed in Tom Brady's play in the first half along with all the other players uh, on the offense. I mean, uh, you know, from Fournette um, and, and Rojo. I mean, they just couldn't get nothing going. And then when you come out and face a juggernaut like an offense like the Chiefs, you're going to be down 24-0. Like, that's what's going to happen. The Chiefs are scoring. They're not having hiccups. And I learned two things yesterday. It's mighty, 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 mighty funny how the student becomes the teacher. Right before my eyes, I saw yesterday with Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Tom Brady's in the position where he's trying to figure a lot of things out with all these weapons that he has. But right across the field, Pat Mahomes has the same situation. (laughs) He has loaded weapons. In my opinion, the best tight end in football. And in my opinion, arguably the best wide receiver in football are at his beck and call. Tyreek Hill had 13 grabs yesterday for 269 yards and three touchdowns. Travis Kelsey gets no, no media coverage today with his nine receptions for 92 yards. And in a, any, other, any other day, he would be at the front of the, the, the conversation of what he did yesterday. But he's overshadowed by a man who had 13 balls for 269. <laughs> Pat Mahomes did not turn the ball over yesterday. 37 for 49, Black. Mm. Three tubs. And here's the difference. The Chiefs went back on the field after Brady and the Bucs got it within three, 27 24. It was three minutes left on that clock. And I said, okay, let's see, can the Bucs get a stop and see what Brady can do? But Pat Mahomes took a page out of Tom Brady's playbook from all the years (laughs) that he's seen Brady's play. Sir, you're not getting a chance to come back on this field. (laughs) He converted two third downs in three minutes, one with his legs and one with his arms. That's good. (laughs) That's good. And I watched that and I said, oh, wow. The student is now the teacher. Now, Brady is still the GOAT. And he will be the GOAT for many, many, many years to come. But it's a man in Kansas City. And I'm going to say this, Black, and it's not blasphemy. This is truly how I feel. I've never seen nothing like him. I'm talking about Brady. I'm talking about Manning. I'm talking about Rogers when he was in his prime. I've never seen nothing like 15. And you want to know what I mean by that, Black? He plays the position Effortlessly
3: mm-hmm.
0: Nothing bothers him You can't blitz him Either side you can't blitz him He spread you out He's calling out your defense He's telling his offense what the defense is doing Similar to Peyton and What he used to do Peyton used to say hey they doing this doing this But the difference is Peyton turned turn around and throw a pick
3: <laughs> He ain't throwing
0: no picks Tyreek Hill had no business Getting 13 balls for 269 I don't care who the DB was. That shouldn't have happened. This is an NFL defense. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna bring it up again to all y'all who told me Lamar Jackson was right there with Patrick Mahomes. It's so funny how I never hear it from none of y'all no more. What them Lamar Jackson jerseys is at? <laughs> Where that Baltimore Ravens to the Super Bowl at? Where's that? I told y'all. And I watched a symphony yesterday. Now, Brady and the Bucs, they fought back, and Tom Brady is trying to still figure it out, but I don't know how much more time they're going to have to figure it out Not because much. the division is a wrap now. The division is a wrap with that loss yesterday. The New Orleans Saints are going to win that division. The New Orleans Saints may clinch home field in the NFC this year, and that means the Tampa Bay Bucs are going to have to go on the road as a wild card. Do you want to go to the, uh, play the L.A. Rams in their stadium? Do you want to go there against that defense and how they're playing? I don't think you want to go there. Do you want to go to the Saints in the, in the second round and have to go there and see them before the NFC championship game? I don't think you want to go there. Do you want to go play the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field?
3: Mm,
0: mm, mm, mm. I don't think you want to go there. <laughs> this, was, this, was, this was poised for Tom to get home field in Tampa and make them come through that warm weather and him to stay home. But now the fight and the climb is getting harder and harder, Black. And I don't know. I don't know if Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are gonna reach the even the NFC Championship game this year. Mm. They got the weapons to do so. They won't, do? Won't be surprised if they get there. it be hard I, to do it on the road, man. It's gonna be hard. Especially in especially to do it on the road in the frozen tundra. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to football. do it. <laughs> but you know who I ain't worried about? I don't care if the Pittsburgh Steelers go 16 and 0. I don't care. I would love to see it, You can. I would love to see it, too. With that defense? Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. And that's fine. And I'll bet everything in my bank account they win by 14. I know you would. I know you would. Because you can't stop them. Yeah. You can't stop them, Black. You can't. So that was just my takeaways from the Chiefs in the Buck game yesterday. Two different sides of the story. But ultimately, the student has now become the teacher. <laughs> and that was my full takeaway from the Bucks and the uh, uh, Chiefs uh, yesterday. Alright, let's see what else we got on the docket. Uh, Cleveland Browns. 8-3, and three, quietly. 8-3 mm-hmm. and three to Cleveland Browns, although they beat the lowly, disregarded Jacksonville Jaguars yesterday right here in the Bangum. As they, this ain't no Bangum, bro. Why they call it that still, bro? I don't know, bro. <laughs> Cleveland Browns, but they taught me about the 8-3. and three. Eight and three, Cleveland Browns. Black. The, um, I'm
1: surprised they win it ugly. Yes. You know they're taking they're taking a lot of pressure off Baker Mayfield. Yes. And they're running the ball down people's throat. Yes. And shout out to Nick Chubb on getting back from that early <sighs> injury in the season. Yes. And man, he is he is on a tear since Cranking he's been it. back. Yes. Like I I seen his numbers the other day since he's been back. He also he's almost up to like. Four hundred yards in three games. Yeah, you know, nineteen seven, carries for one forty-four yeah, in the tub yesterday. Yesterday, and mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I, it, it's crazy to see what they're doing. They have a they have a recipe that's working, D. That's getting them wins. They they have a bend and don't break on defense. Yep. And then they they get on offense. Let Baker make a few, a few plays with his arms, and Nick Chubb uh, carries. You know, does the rest. So it looks like it's working for Cleveland, and they in position to be have a home game in Cleveland. And that's another cold place. You don't want to go to in Cleveland. Like, because what they're sitting, but I would well, no, they're not sitting, uh, they're not sitting in first place. Cause Pittsburgh, I forgot. Yeah, second place in the NFC North. They're sitting second place. So they will have to go on a road, yep. but they will have a home wild card game. If they, if they were to, uh, if they were to stay on this pace that they're on and, 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 been doing better than Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man! Like, they haven't they haven't lost the game since they lost to uh Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh. I'm sorry, they mm-hmm. haven't lost the game since they lost to Pittsburgh. So, shout out to Cleveland and what they're doing. Shout out to the head coach. I'm not sure of his name and his first year and the things he's doing yeah. with the Cleveland Browns with limit with with the limited weapons that he have. It's no Odell there. He's gone. Yep,
0: he's gone.
1: But Jarvis Landry is quietly doing his thing. He had over 100 yards receiving yep. against the Jaguars. He's quietly doing his thing. And he doesn't get a little uh, enough respect for that. Yep. So shout out to the Cleveland Browns on being eight and three and moving closer to potentially getting a home wild card playoff game.
0: Yeah, very, 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 very different turn of events for the Cleveland Browns ever since OBJ went down with that ACL, and it just confirms uh, Beckham won't be a Brown next year. This offense and this team thrives without OBJ because you have if Baker Mayfield has to satisfy OBJ, you have to stretch out the field for OBJ, it's causing the turnovers. Baker ain't turning the ball over. 19 for 29, 258 in the air and two tubs. That's a great day for Mayfield. Mm -hmm. Nick Chubb, 19 for 44, and then we forget about Kareem Hunt. 10 carries, 62 yards. This man gets seven yards a clip. And then the tight ends that they have and the receivers that they have, everything is just working together, man. Austin Hooper, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb coming out the backfield. They have a lot of things that they can do. And this, this first-year head coach for Cleveland, he's doing a phenomenal job. He's doing a phenomenal job. And I was looking at the standings uh, last night. I was like, man, ain't nobody talking about the Browns. They ain't talking about them. But like you said, Black, <laughs> When you get to the playoffs, and you have to go to Cleveland and go to the dog pound, this freezing cold up there, and you got Chubb and Hunt in the backfield, and you got those two bookend tight ends, and you got a possession strong wide receiver in Jarvis Landry, that is something that you're going to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And the Cleveland Browns could be a sleeper team mm-hmm. going into the playoffs. The, re- the remainder of their schedule is not all that bad. It's not all they bad. Now, next week, they got a real test on their hand as they go visit King Henry. Ooh. They go visit King Henry in Tennessee. I'm looking forward to that game. Browns and Titans. Then they got the Ravens. I think they're going to beat the Ravens on Monday Night Football. I, I don't think Baltimore is make the playoffs this year. Mm. I don't think they're going to make it. I got Cleveland beating them. And that I got, game in Baltimore. It's in Cleveland. Cle- it's in Cleveland. It's in Cleveland. It's in Cleveland. Oh, okay. I got okay. them beating the Giants. I got them beating the Jets. And then, who knows? We'll see what happens when they play the Steelers to close out the season. Who knows? I mean, there's enough games here where the Steelers could lose two games. You see, they could. And then it could be for the division. That mm-hmm. game could be for the division on January 3rd, last game of the year. So just very impressed with the Cleveland Browns. All right, man, before we wrap up the National Football League, man, you know, I must, you know, take some time and um, just really, you know, give my, you know, my final sentiments um, to my team. Um, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, and um, – I'm a Jacksonville Jaguars supporter. Uh, but I must address, you know, something here. And I just never thought I'd say this, Black.
3: How about them, Cowboys? Okay. Okay. Are you allowed know, to do that to the yeah, camera skin? Oh. The camera. It, it called for it. Oh, How my about God. that, Dak Prescott? How about that, Zeke? How about that, Amari? <gasps>
0: Jerry Jones took to the podium um, after the Thanksgiving Day loss, which ruined my entire Thanksgiving. It ruined it. <laughs> I, had a, I had a great dinner for Thanksgiving. My wife threw down for Thanksgiving, Black. She put it down, bro. I mean, everything was just, just superior. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the time with my family. Watching a little football. Had a pretty, pretty entertaining, somewhat game. I'm a fan of Deshaun Watson and watch the Texans and the Lions. Here come my Cowboys. I said, all right, we won game back. I'm trying to hype myself up, Black. I'm trying to say, hey, we won game back in the NFC East. Anything can happen. You know, we might get on a little run here and go 8-8 eight and, eight and and made the playoffs. And then the game started. First quarter, Andy Dalton back, driving down the field. I said, okay, okay, okay. Touchdown. Nope. Field goal. Come back down. Field goal, touchdown. At one point it was 16 to 16 or something like that. And then black, I went for seconds, Black. I went and got me a little seafood dressing. I went and got me a little sweet potato. I, I, I got me some vegetables, black. And, and I was setting up my, my, my little meal and then warming it back up. And and uh, uh uh my sister came over and I talked to her for a little bit. Then I walked back in the house, black, and you know what the score was, black? <laughs> black it was 41 to 16, black. I was confused, Black. I didn't know what in God's green earth happened for the Dallas Cowboys to be down 41 to, to 16. So you know what I did, Black? I started drinking wine. <laughs> I popped the cord on a new bottle of wine, my boy, and I just started pouring onto the glass, my boy. My dad was making fun of me, Black, Black, just, just going at me, text after text. My pop was just killing me. And I told him, I said, Pop, I'm finna go five glasses in so I could just, just be out of my mind and go to sleep and shake this off because I am sick. Of the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones had the nerve to get up on the podium. And endorse Mike McCarthy. After the game. And doesn't see any change in the coaching staff. Or anything like that. Now I'm of the mindset. Of what more do we need to see. I know Dak is hurt. He's getting better. And Prescott will be back with the Cowboys next year. But Ezekiel Elliott. Sir. You need to be giving some money back. Mm. You need to be restructuring your deal because you ain't a a a 15-and-a-million-a-year running back no more. You let me down, Zeke. I don't see nothing in you, bruh. How in the how in God's green earth do you sit up here, Ezekiel Elliott? Let me go to the stats of this game, man, and read some of this. And I promise I'm not going to hold y'all long with the Dallas Cowboys because most of y'all probably love it. This man had 10 carries, Black, for 32 yards. <clears throat> now, this was the man you said, Black, was going to be the best back in the league starting the season. And he out here giving you 10 carries for 32 yards, Black. Y'all got Andy Dalton out here throwing the ball 60 times. So you know what that tells me? They don't believe in Zeke anymore. They don't believe in him. They're going to call Ezekiel Elliott as soon as this season is over, say, hey, bro, we need some of that money back because you can't make 15 next year. And guess what Zeke going to have to do? He going to have to give some of the money back. Because if not, Mm. you'll be cut. Tony Pollard has a better running efficiency with yards per carry than Ezekiel Elliott, my boy. (laughs) So, for the rest of the football year, you will no longer hear me speak on the Dallas Cowboys. I don't care if we run the table, my boy, and make the playoffs. I will not mention it because we are god awful. We are trash. Mike McCarthy is a bum. Mm. And I realized that Aaron Rodgers carried him
3: in mm. Green Bay. Mm. Yeah,
0: I'm realizing that he ain't nothing. <laughs> I'm realizing that he is. He has a Super Bowl ring because twelve blessed him with it. Mm. Mm. And that's pretty much all I got. And Jared Jones, I'm sick of you two. Give it up. <laughs> Give up your general manager role. Give up your president of football operation. Give it up. There is no reason why Mark McCarthy should have got endorsed yesterday. I don't. You, a billionaire, fire him and pay him the rest of his contract so he can go on about his way. So that is it on my Dallas Cowboys. And with that being said, we're gonna wrap up the National Football League, <laughs> my boy, and we are going to move on to college football. Because I cannot take it anymore, Black. Here we go.
3: It's time once again. Off that It's ridiculous.
0: It's obvious what's being done out here. It's like, boo Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: sports, yes. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's get into it, man. College football. It was a pretty interesting week uh, in college football this weekend, week thirteen. Um, but Black, want to have a little conversation with you, man, and just and just see where you are uh, on, on on one topic in particular. All right, now Kyle Trask. Cal Trask is, is, is is playing really, really good, Black. I mean, he is leading the country at touchdown passes. The Gators are, are flying high. They're, they're number six uh in the college football poll uh rankings for the playoff. Uh they're looking really good. They're scoring at a clip, you know, they they're, they're doing their thing. And maybe so, yeah. I ain't gonna say maybe. I'm gonna say, yeah, Cal Trask is probably rightfully uh the Heisman um uh, uh, front runner. Front runner. But Black I started seeing some conversations And some things that I just Don't understand So Kyle Trask is now Some people out there in Twitter land I'm starting to see the Kyle Trask comparisons To Trevor Lawrence mm. Football Jesus and Cleats Himself my boy And I'm reading these tweets I'm like look man and yeah yeah It's mostly Gator fans But I'm sitting here like y'all Need to chill out and then I had, I replied to PFF College Football. They give a lot of stats out. And I replied to them, my boy. And they put something out there to a Trask versus Lawrence. And, and, and it wasn't just for college football. It was even going further when they both make it to the pros. Why is it Caltrask, you know, being talked about as a first-rounder, top two, three quarterback, going into uh, this year's NFL draft, my boy. And they put out a stat. Here's a stat of the highest-graded quarterbacks as far, I mean, through Week 13, Caltrask at 90.7. Trevor Lawrence had number two with 90.5, my boy. And this was the grounds for this publica- publication to say that Cal Trask is the better of the two quarterbacks at this moment. I don't care if Trevor Lawrence missed the whole season with COVID. <laughs> I don't care if Trevor Lawrence had a high ankle sprain and a separated shoulder. He is still better than Kyle Trask. Y'all need to stop. Trask is having an unbelievable year. He might as well and very well could win the Heisman. But if Trevor Lawrence ain't missed no games, Trevor Lawrence will be winning his Heisman. Are y'all serious? Y'all need to stop this. Now, this blonde-haired, blue-eyed angel, he deserves all of the glory that he's getting. And Kyle Trask ain't on this man's level. Having a great season, but he will not be on this man's level ultimately. Y'all need to stop this. This man has a 0.5% better season than Trevor Lawrence. 90.5 to 90.3. That's what's separating them, and y'all want to hoot and holler about that. I went to Twitter, and I said the real Heisman frontrunner is Trevor Lawrence, and they came after your boy. They came after me, Black, but I stood my ground. Cause they know Cause hopefully we'll get the opportunity Mm. Because look here And I'm gonna kick it to black after this Look here My fighter Matt Browns went down (laughs) You feel me And Ian Book And and, and Kelly Brian Kelly They got the win And and they very well could be going on to the college I mean to the ACC championship game But guess what (laughs) Guess who's waiting on him 15 He's waiting 16, excuse me, he's waiting. And he has long blonde hair. And he has crystal blue eyes. And he is the greatest NFL prospect since John Elway. (laughs) And his name is Trevor Lawrence. So all you Kyle Kyle Trask supporters, I understand. And I'm not here to bash you guys. But listen, listen, listen. Let's have common sense when we talk about this. Trask is not Lawrence, and Lawrence is way better than Kyle Trask. Don't come talking to me about no season. I saw, I saw Trevor Lawrence 17 years old put 60 on Nick Saban <laughs> and won a championship. Now Kyle going to get his opportunity to play Alabama, and then we'll see, and I'll come back to this conversation if Kyle Trash goes out there and goes 44 for 50 for six touchdowns and runs Saban out of Atlanta. Black, kick it to you, man. What you think about this conversation about Kyle Trask and Trevor Lawrence, man?
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. D, I, I really don't know what it is about comparisons to these quarterbacks, and because they have such great years. Even though we seen Kyle Trask last year, but he was nowhere on the level that he is this year. This year, for sure. You know, we seen Joe Burrow last year, who might have had the most amazing year. <laughs> Ever. Ever that we've seen by a college football quarterback, but it's one year. One year. It's one year, and we cannot do that. Man. No. We cannot do this. We've been seeing Sunshine for three years. Three years. So You know how many games he's lost in three years? Uh, one. One. <laughs> and where was that game at? In the national championship against Joe Burrow, the quarterback who had maybe the greatest... Uh, season of for a quarterback ever in and college the offense in, and that offense in that offense in all the weapons that they had. Yes, and they competed till they can't compete no more.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And he didn't even look horrible in that game. He did not. He did not. He did not. Look at look 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 at the t- <clears throat> look at the talent that Trevor Lawrence has put the put to rest. <laughs> the Justin Fields <laughs> of the world. I'm just saying, look at the talent. Yeah. All the talent over three years that he has put the Nick Saban. He made Nick Saban cry. Nick, Nick Saban still having nightmares about this young man. <laughs> Ready for him to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, and man. And let me tell you
1: something right now. Yeah. If Trevor Lawrence was playing in that game two weeks ago, this wouldn't be a conversation. It wouldn't be. Because Notre Dame would have got their brains beat in.
0: I absolutely agree. I agree.
1: So, Florida, I know you fit, bruh. I understand it. Yeah, feel good. And before we, we – me and know personally, because you know before what Trevor Lawrence – before he is doing what he's done over the last three years, you know what quarterback did that? Jameis Winston mm-hmm. at Florida State. We've seen it. Over two years, he only lost one game. One game. And it came in the playoff. Yeah, first ever. We've seen that. So, we, we, we're telling y'all, like, bro, like, come on. Yeah. Kyle Trash is good, but y'all stop this. Please. Please, bro. It's no way. It's no way. Trial, Kyle trash is going to translate to the NFL. No, man. He'll be a decent backup. Decent. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I, Florida. I like what y'all doing. Yeah. But he's a he's a system quarterback. Yeah. He can get the ball. And you know what? I could be wrong. Under Dan, under Dan Mullen, look, look, look at Dak, the things Dak did in Dallas. He could develop. He could develop and, and potentially, be, I could be wrong and do something great. Definitely. But it's no way Mm-mm. if I'm a GM Mm-mm. and I, I got both of them sitting at the table, it's no way you're going to take Kyle Trask over Trevor Lawrence. If you are, you're a damn fool.
0: And you should be fired. You should be fired. Cedric? Uh, who Dave Egerman James Dangleman. Charles all Evans, you, all Charles
1: Evan, all you guys on Twitter, it's no way if you a GM, you gonna sit there and tell me you gonna they take child crap, cow trash over Trevor Lawrence, they ain't. because if you do,
0: you're a liar. Yeah. And,
1: and this ain't and you're just homers. And
0: this ain't directed at y'all. This is just a conversation. This is just a conversation out there. That's all it is. Well, they carrying the conversation. I ain't saying they carrying it. They I ain't, care- go, I ain't gonna put that on saying them. I ain't gonna say that he said that. It was an overall conversation after Florida beat. Uh, who did they play? Kentucky. Yeah, that was the conversation. I but they, you know, they was retweeting. They was if you retweeting, you carrying it. They was liking tweets, my boy. <laughs> if you retweeting in that, you carrying it, bro. But they can't wait to get back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah.
2: said,
1: "Bro, I'm not against. I'm not against you here <sighs> because." Tr- Kyle Trash is great. He's doing a having he's, a great he's season. He's having a great year. We've seen this. Great season. And Joe Burrow. Yeah. We've seen this. Yeah. And this kid is killing it. Mm-hmm. Like with the weapons he has, everything on offense that he has. Great season. He's having a great year. But bro, like we've been seeing Trevor Lawrence over three years. Mm-hmm. We've seen this guy fresh out of high school 17 years old take a dude job who just went to a national championship yeah went to a playoff game and lost
0: Yeah, took a and job. got his
1: job took in the next year Mid-season. by Trevor Lawrence get out of here it's a reason it's a reason why things like that happens yeah it's so funny that the games that Clemson that he doesn't play in at Clemson they lost they lose he didn't play in the Syracuse game when they lost mm-hmm. he didn't play in the Notre Dame game when they lost. Yeah. Yeah, but when he plays.
0: Yeah.
1: There's only one person.
0: Yeah.
1: That can say they beat Trevor Lawrence and that's Joe Burrow. And he in and the, the
0: LSU in the LSU Tigers. And he in the NFL now. <laughs> and you NFL. know what? Florida fans, I picked y'all to beat You did. Clemson to win the title this year. I really think y'all have the
1: talent to do that. Mhm. But I'm not going to sit here and say that Kyle Trask is a better quarterback than uh, Sunshine. Y'all are tripping. Let's stop this. Don't get ahead of yourself. And like they say, oh, yeah, y'all rolling. But you know what? In Atlanta, go in about three weeks. You got to go see him. And uh, Mr. Matt Jones putting people on notice if you ain't pay attention Saturday.
0: You got to go see him. You got to go see him.
1: All this by far tra- Kyle Trask is the better quarterback than Matt Jones. We're going to see. We're going to see. Yep. We're going to see yep. how this goes. Because it's conversations that's going to have to be had. Like they say, we're going to revisit this mm-hmm. after, we get, after we get this SEC championship. Mm-hmm. Because that's what's going to stake the claim. Mm-hmm. Because we know what Sunshine can do against Alabama. Mm-hmm. We already know and we've seen it. Mm-hmm. But Florida... Outside of, outside, outside of this horrific year we have and the thing, the schedule made, Florida, y'all been blessed this season. Outside of Georgia, who were you playing? Ooh. They lost the A&M, didn't they? You lost the a and a game that you weren't supposed to lose. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to hate me, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. Say what you want to say. You still have to prove it. You have to go beat Mr. Saban. In the Alabama Crimson Tide in the SEC championship, and you got your chance. And then I put, some, I'm, I'm gonna put some real respect on your name if you get over that hurdle. Yeah, you have to. You have to. If you get you over to. that hurdle, but Trevor Lawrence has already done that.
0: Yeah, yeah, he got a chip.
1: He is by far, he is by far the more elite, the more talented
0: quarterback out of the two. Yeah, and, and like Black said, we're we're all fine and good with all the love for trash. That's not what this conversation is about. I saw it on Twitter. I was confronted on Twitter about it. And then I started seeing these comparisons like, no, stop. Just leave Trask over there and give him his roses for the great season he had because he is having a great season. I'm not, me and Black ain't here to even talk about that. But leave him and son, no, no. All right, moving on. The college football playoff rankings came out last week and Black, I got a serious beef. So the number one team in the country, the Alabama Crimson Tide, followed by number two, the Notre Dame final, Irish. Number three, comes the Tigers. And number four, the Buckeyes from Ohio State. But all the way down, Black, at number 14 are the Cougars. <laughs> from BYU sitting at 14 at 9-0. and They got Iowa State in front of them with two losses. Oklahoma's in front of them with two losses. Georgia's in front of them with two losses. I mean, what's up? Why can't the Cougars getting it all, Black? They did the same thing to
1: UCF, bro. Ridiculous. They did the same thing to UCF. They need a little more love for what they're doing because they—they they are slaughtering people. I don't care who they playing. In this type of year that we have in the pandemic, you got to show these teams some love for the things that they're doing. I don't Ridiculous. think the the, the company. I really think the 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 level of competition shouldn't shouldn't matter this year because of everything that's going on. Cause in some games that's not even getting played, and some teams that's not playing each other. Yep. So that whole thing of level of competition and who they playing that shouldn't even that should be exit out of uh, the college football playoff uh, whole rankings this year. I agree. You know that this is awful that they're ranked that uh, all the way down at fourteen. They've
0: been impressed. Like, they need man. to be
1: higher than that. Like they've been impressed. Y'all have to y'all have to come on, man. Y'all have to stop stop doing this to teams like this, man. I know you. You got your, you you got all your uh, your blue bloods in these teams. But come on, bro. Y'all going to have teams that has two losses in front of these guys? Like, come on. Let's put some respect on BYU name. They they doing great things. Like, they, y'all did the same thing to UCF. Like, come on, man. And UCF showed you we can compete with the best. That's why they went and beat Arbor.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Put some respect on their name, man. And I let's mean, get these polls right. I mean, some of the competition that they're facing ain't that bad. I mean, they blew out Houston. They, they blew out Boise State. I mean, they're not facing, like, you know, all cupcakes. They're doing this on the road. I hope they can get this game together when they face uh, so they can play Oregon. they trying to get that game with Oregon, like, like going. You know what I'm saying? To fill some space for some of the games that they had, uh, excuse me, had to get postponed. But, you know, we'll see. But don't disrespect the Cougars. Don't disrespect the Cougars. I think for the most uh, overall I mean, overall, they got the college football playoff rankings right. But I saw that Ohio State is in a little bit of trouble. They say the committee won't pursue Ohio State to make the playoffs if they don't play enough games. Oh, wow. So I saw that. They were talking about that. And they're supposed to get more in-depth with it on this week's rankings that come out this Tuesday. Ohio State's only played four games and had two games already. Uh, One postponed and one canceled. So, they were saying if Ohio State don't play enough games, you can definitely see Cincinnati making the playoff this year. Mm. And what's Cincinnati right there? Hold they up. are number seven. They are undefeated. Okay. A and o, So, they sitting right behind Florida and AM. So, you know, you got Florida and Alabama playing. You're going to have Clemson and Notre Dame playing again. So, I mean, who knows? A&M might squeak in there. Yeah. If they run the if table. They only the lost is who, Alabama. Bama. Yeah. And if they and run the a table, they beat Florida. Yeah. So we'll see what, what happens, man. But uh, you know, it's gonna be interesting how this shapes up, man, because I definitely wanna see where, you know, you know, BYU ends up going. Like, do you get they said even potential that three SEC teams could get in mm. to the playoff. If Alabama keeps rolling and they take like a three point loss to Florida, do you boot them out? Do you boot them out? Just cause they lost to Florida. And with three points, last-second field goals. They was talking about all that, so they're predicting this to be the craziest year uh, for the college football playoff. And of course, we'll learn more and more as we uh, get close. Now the semifinal games are on New Year's Day. New Year's Day are the semifinal games. The national championship game is January uh, the 11th. All right, man. Let's get out of there and let's get into the week it was in college football. Let's read some scores, like I mentioned earlier, man. The Fighting Mac Browns went down. Mm. The fighting Mac Browns went down 31-17 to in a pretty good game up until the fourth quarter. And then I ain't going to lie, man. I know the Dane defense did pretty good in that fourth quarter. Mm. They looked at pretty good getting the win over the fighting Mac Browns. Oh, Iowa State improves to 72, knocking off Texas. They hadn't beat Texas at Texas in 31 years, my boy. 31 years. Crazy. And the uh, shocking upset oh, of the man. weekend. My Oregon Ducks just goes down to <laughs> Oregon State. 41-38 on a Friday night. And ironically, say after the game, the last time Oregon State beat Oregon was on a Friday night. Like, That's similar the same way, man. Terrible loss by the Ducks. You got Iowa improving to 4-2, knocking off Nebraska. Uh, UCF getting back on tra- track after they lost to Cincinnati 6-3 uh, for the UCF Knights. Uh, had a lot of games canceled, man. You had Alabama just beat the bejesus <laughs> out of Arbor, 42 to 13 in the Arbon- Iron Bowl. Trevor Lawrence back in business, 26 to 37, mm. 400 yards passing, two tubs, and he didn't even play in the fourth quarter, 52 yeah. 17 over Pittsburgh. Texas AM hold on, beating a scrappy LSU team, defending champs three and four, three and four. I don't really know what Air Ordron's going to do with LSU, but... Has another player opt out too, Terrence Marshall. Yeah, so we'll see. Not looking too good for the Tigers. Uh, Texas A&M improving a 6-1. them number five, Florida Gators take care of business. Kyle Trask on another beautiful day. 21 for 27, 256 in the air. Three touchdowns, the return of Mr. Kyle Pitts. Five catches, 99 yards, and three tubs, man, for Mr. Pitts. And, man, look here. Trevor, I mean, excuse me, Kyle Trask is... A great player, but Kyle Pitts is the best player on this team. Kyle Pitts is the best player on this team, and we see it week in and week out. And the, and the Wildcats from Northwestern go down to the Spartans of Michigan State. That just ticked me, y'all. 29 to 20. I was rooting for the Northwestern Wildcats to so get it going, my man. Yeah, man. So that pretty much wraps Matt. Uh, rap- oh. Can't forget this one. The Michigan Wolverines fall again to the now 1-5 Penn State Nittany Lions. Yeah, and a snoozer in the big house. Michigan has not won a game in the big house. Both of their wins have come on the roll. Sorry, Pops. Y'all are just god-awful up there in the big, sou- big house. All right, man, so let's go ahead and transition over to our games of the week. And Black, roll it down for us, my man. What are we looking like? What's the rankings? Who won? Who got going on, man, with the games of the week?
1: All right, all right. What we got? What we got? This what we got last week. Last week we had one game canceled. Colorado versus USC was canceled. Last week we got we got Dedrick at four and one. Woo! We got said at three and two. Yours truly, Black, at two and three. The league getting big Over, Adam. Overall, we got Dedrick at twenty-seven and eleven. Yes, sir. We got said at twenty-one and seventeen, and Black at twenty-one and seventeen. Yeah. Games of the Week. Let's get it. Games of the Week. Yeah. We have number 20, Coastal Carolina at 9-1 uh, Liberty.
0: Oh, my God. Coastal Carolina at Liberty. Ain't Coastal Carolina ranked? Yep, 20. Uh, I'm going to take Coastal Carolina. I'm going to take Coastal Carolina and knock off Liberty. Okay. And our,
1: and our uh, football correspondent, Cedric Farr, picked Coastal Carolina. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Coastal Carolina in this. Uh, Liberty is doing some good things this year, but I don't know if they could beat Coastal Carolina. So I'm going to take uh, Coastal Carolina to get the win okay. by seven in this one. Okay. All right, game number two. We have
0: Texas, number five, Texas A&M mm. at number 22, Auburn. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm going to take Texas a and by 14. Uh, to beat the Tigers. The game in Arbor? Game in Arbor. I'm, I'm going to take a i A&M. I'm going to take a Jimbo got him going.
1: Okay, and I'm and our man Cedric Cedric Farr, he took a to get the win. Mm. I'm going to roll with a as well. Yeah. I think a see what's in front of them, and, and I think they're going to uh, take care of business on Saturday at 3.30. Mm-hmm. Okay, game number three. We have number 16, Indiana at Number at
0: number eighteen, West Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin and Indiana. What the game at? In Wisconsin. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Indiana. I think offensively they're gonna give Wisconsin problems. I think their starting quarterback is out with a hip injury as well. So I'm, mm. I'm, 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 I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, Indiana to get the win.
1: Okay, and uh, said he took Wisconsin to get okay. the win. And I'm going to roll with Wisconsin as well. Ooh, I think it's going yeah. to be a dog fight. I think this is going to be a dog yeah. fight. Uh, I like Wisconsin to pull this out by yeah. a touchdown. Yeah. Okay. Next game we have Louisiana Raging Cajuns, my boy. <laughs> One loss, Louisiana Raging Cajuns at two loss, Appalachian State, my boy. Oh,
0: Jesus. <laughs> That's a. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna go to Raging Cages, man. I'm gonna take the Raging Cages to get the win. Okay. And said he picked. Oh man, who he picked? I'm sorry.
1: He picked Louisiana to get the win. Mm. Uh, D, I'm going to roll with the Raging Cajun's, my boy. Okay. Of Louisiana, okay. you know they got a big win early in the season, yep. knocking off Iowa State, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to get a uh, get another uh, win. This, uh, on Saturday Okay Alright Fa- Last and final game We got
0: Maryland At Going to the big house My boy Oh god To play Michigan Tour <laughs> I'm taking a little tour of Maryland To knock off Michigan In the big house I mean my god Just atrocious What's going on up there Maryland over Michigan Yes yeah, Oh man It yeah. said he
1: picked Maryland as well Yeah man Uh, And I ain't picking Maryland as yeah, well man. I'm sorry Yeah Michigan, we just try to give you a chance when we doing these picks, and it was an entertaining game because you both have the same record. Yeah. And so, that's why we giving y'all love to for the picks for yeah. next week. Get them out of here. Okay, there we go. Now it's time for the dog game. Of yeah. The week.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Y'all know what time it is, man. I know it. Quickly becoming one of your favorite segments
3: here. It's time once again. <laughs>
0: Alright. Here we go. This week, live on ESPN 3 at 12 noon this Saturday, December 5th, we got the 0 and 5 Florida International Panthers, my boy, getting ready to travel to Charlotte, the University of Charlotte Greensboro, my boy, at 2 and 3. Seven-point underdog in Charlotte to Florida International, my boy. Who you got? Florida International, Charlotte this Saturday, 12 o'clock noon on ESPN3. It's the uh, dog game of
1: the week.
3: I'm gonna go Charlotte by
1: seven in this one. Oh, and our man said he picked he picked Charlotte for the dog game of the week.
0: Well, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna go with Florida International to get their first win of the season and knock up Charlotte in the dog
3: game of the week. All right, all right.
0: I really love that one there, my boy. The dog game of the week has really turned into something. Yeah, it has. (laughs) Has really turned into something, my boy. All right, so that's pretty much going to wrap up everything for college football. We're going to go ahead and transfer over to high school football here in Jacksonville, Florida. Here in the city. We're going to show some love uh, to the schools uh, here in the city that are still in the playoffs. And unfortunately, my boy, (laughs) unfortunately, my alma mater is no longer... In the playoffs. Took me a while to get that out. So here we go with some high school football. We ready. We ready. Griselda, 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 Griselda. Oh All right, my boy. Let's get into it, man. It's playoff time here in the city, man. Talk to me, man. Give us some yes, updates. Yes, yes, yes,
1: man. It's playoff time, man. Football is is heating up. It's heating up, man, with playoff time. We have uh, games from last week going on. Uh, the Not semifinals, but the quarterfinals and uh, the games from last week. We had the semifinals and this week. Coming up, we have a few semifinals and then some finals going on this week. But games from last week from high school football playoffs, we had uh, Ed White take the L to Mainland Buccaneers 64 to 49. Uh, we had Sanderwood take the L to the uh, Seminoles, the Fighting Seminoles 40 to 20. And my man, man, I hate to say this. We had Reebalt oh. take an L to Rigerts. Forty-four to twenty-six, but oh, shout out man. to Reebok man for making the run. I don't even know where that's at.
0: Bro.
1: <laughs> I don't even know where that's at, bro. And we had University Christian get the win, thirty-five to twenty over North Florida Christian. We had, um, I'm sorry, we had Bartram Trail get the win over S- oh, Spencer Creek, thirty-five oh. to thirteen. What that's at? I have no clue, my boy. And then we had Florida High take L to Trinity Christian, moving on forty-five to fourteen. And we had the Saint Augustine Yellow Jackets get the win thirty-four to seven over Pace. And then we had Fleming Island take out Atlantic Coast forty-two to seven. Okay. And we had the Bowes Bulldogs get the win on Friday night uh, against the South Raiders uh, forty-two to seven. <sighs> And that's our games from last week. Now we have uh the games for this week. They are still they haven't posted them yet. So we st- we're going to have to talk about those on the next show. But um mm. let's give a shout out to the guys. Yeah. Uh in the playoffs, yeah. we're going to have some state championship, some state championships being handed out this week yeah. and also have some teams moving on to state championships yeah. this week. So shout out to the kids man for Doing everything on the gridiron grid iron and giving it their all, man.
0: Yeah, shout out to all the kids in the city, man. Shout out to everybody in Jacksonville, Florida doing their thing in the pursuit of a championship right here in the city, man. It just hurts so bad, man, that the Trojans, man, my rebought Trojans, man, went to the house in the fashion that he went home against a team that I never heard of a day in my life. But like I was telling Black Girl on the phone, man, hey, at least we was in the playoffs longer than Reigns. And Reigns, I love y'all. I, all my homeboys went to Reigns. Most of my homeboys went to Reigns. I'm like one of the only few that went to ball, but it still hurts me bad. That the Trojans, my boy, are going home. All right, man, we're going to get into some other news, man. And me and Black are going to get out you guys' ear. Let's get it going. Let's get it going. All right, man. So the Reduced Lunch Sports Fantasy League is cranking and cranking and cranking, my boy. It's almost that time for the playoffs, man. And I tell you what, man, it's hard times out here, man. Tight race, man, but not at the top. We got Crystal's team, man, at 9-2. Mind if I wild out at 8-3, followed by and uh, 4 boys. The Brady Bunch and Chris Championship team are all 8-3. and Then we get down to the number 6 in the 7th seed. I see touchdowns in Corona season. That's my boy Charles Evans at 7-4. And then we got said Black, and myself all at six and five, followed with Jamal's team. And is it 2021 yet? So we're hanging around in there, man, trying to get a playoff berth, man. And, uh, you what's know, what's the
1: playoff format this year?
0: The I'm, top what? I, don't quote me. I'm not really sure. I think we added a couple teams and we did from last year. Last year was only 14. Okay. It was only okay. 14. So I think we added it, kind of broadened so it up six. this year. So I believe so. Okay. But I'm going to okay. have to double check. I have to get with Fred to see how we set that up. Shout out Freddie Bricks, by the way. uh, He's not doing too well. He won't be in the playoffs. He's sitting at two and nine sitting at 19 in the reduced lunch sports fantasy league and shout out Hendricks, man she really doing her thing running the league sitting at nine and two all right man let's get into it man some other news man we got brandon Ingram of, of the uh new uh new orleans pelicans signing a max deal of 158 dollars to stay with the pelicans well deserve all-star this year most approved player of the year this year ingram deserved this money man bam out of you. got a max deal for the miami heat 163 million dollars to stay with the Miami Heat, they signed him a year early. I think Bam deserves it, man. He is the heart and soul of that team. Jim and Butler was a the piece they needed to get him over, man. So I'm with that with Bam getting his money, man. He played really hard, and, 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 and it was a big piece of that Heat team. Uh, Nicholas Batum uh, released from the Hornets, and, and, and he signed with the Clippers. And the reason I'm telling y'all this is because they said Nicholas Batum is going to be a great help to get the Clippers where they need to go. Now, Black, do we believe that? No, we don't. Okay, moving along. Triple G back in the ring later on this year, December eighteenth. He'll be taking on s- s- sipping on some scissorb, wherever that guy is, for the middleweight strap, my boy. Triple G and Tamina will be fighting for the middleweight strap on December the eighteenth, uh, and in Detroit and uh, the Detroit Lions National Football League, they finally fired Matt Patricia and their general manager Bob Quinn. Black, Bill Belichick has put out almost. Ten head coaches under his regime, and guess how many of them are still head coaches? Black, one. Wow, one, and he is the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. And history was made in college football this weekend. Black, Sarah Fuller, Sarah Fuller kicked the old, uh, second half kickoff for the Vanderbilt Commodore She became the first woman, my man, mm-hmm. to play to play in a Power Five. Men's college football game Shout out to Sarah Fuller For making history And breaking barriers Becoming the first woman To play in Power 5 uh, college football game You just never thought You would see it man A woman out there on the field Kicking the ball man man. So shout out to Sarah Fuller Making history And last but not least man I want to share a very very Hard working story man That almost you know Almost brought tears in my eyes man Kind of got me emotional Over the weekend I want to share this story Uh, of a college basketball player. His name is Jason Preston, and he plays for the University of Ohio. And I was watching some of their game on Saturday. wasn't much going on um, uh, before college football was going on. But, you know, college basketball is back, and they started, started, uh, you know, playing these tournament games, and some of these games are coming on very early. So Ohio was playing. um, um, I forget who they was playing against, but the announcer started telling the story of the point guard of the team. His name is Jason Preston. So check this story out, Black. This kid averaged two points in high school, only two points in high school. He ran on the C team, not the C team. So they had an 18 B team, and he was on the C team in prep school without any college offers. He didn't get no college offers from D1, D2, or even D3, or even community college. He got no offers. He made his own highlight tape, and he posted it to Twitter, and he went. To his AAU league and got back on the C team, and that C team won that tournament. Wow. Won that tournament. The the head coach, the assistant head coach for the University of Ohio, saw his tape. They saw his tape and they brought him in. And my mans, he averaged on the first game of the year. He he scored 31 points against the eighth rank fighting the line from Illinois. So I just want to shout out Jason Presser for never Man, giving that's up. Big. That's big. An 18-year-old kid who averaged two points in high school. People told him to stop playing. They told him to go get a job. And he believed in himself. He made his own highlight tape, went to AAU, got the C-team to win the tournament. The C-team, they don't want all those players on the C-team. Nobody wanted those kids. Wow. And he led that team to win. And now... He is out there averaging 23 points per game in the first three games of the season. Ohio Bobcast, I think they're two and one, and he scored 31 points in the first game of year against the Fighting Line mm. Number eight team in the country. That's I just wanna shout out that kid, man, Jason Preston. So I went to Twitter, I followed him, I went to Instagram and I followed him. Cause I'm gonna be, I'm gonna watch him. Yeah. Cause he could be a kid that could we could be talking about another two to three years. That's in the National Basketball Association doing its thing. Mm-hmm. So, hey, never give up on your dream no matter what it is. Never give up. Keep Shout grinding. out to him, too, man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a yeah. big deal. Keep grinding. Keep hustling, man. So, I just want to show that kid some love. Black, like, you got anything else we get out of here? Yeah,
1: D, uh, just wanted to mention this uh, Todd boxing fans. One of your favorites is back in the ring. Okay. He's getting back in the ring for the second time this year. Who's that? Shakur Stevens is oh, back in the ring, oh, December 12th. Okay. December 10th, He's taking on T- Tanaka Khan-Carly, mm. my boy. Sound December like 12th, headliner. Now, the backdrop of this story, uh Shakur Stevenson vacated, vacated his featherweight title and is moving up to uh to he's moving up to uh junior wel- junior lightweight division where you have the likes of uh Lopez, Tia Lopez, um What's my man name? Uh, Javante Davis, the likes of those guys. So he wants to move up and try to get some big fights. So he's stepping in on short notice and taking this fight on short num- notice December 12th against uh, uh Tanaka Khan Carly. Yeah, that's something oh like boy. a knockout in the third round. So, uh, yes, he's back on TV, on
0: ESPN, top rank December 12th. I will be watching. I will be watching I love Shaquille Stevenson He can afford to come back On short notice You wanna know why Black Cause he didn't get, it. He didn't get it hit In his last fight He took no damage So that's why he can come back On short notice Alright man So this has been episode 88 Of the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk Man we really appreciate All the love All the support Listening to us Week in and week out Conversating with us On Twitter man Reposting our shows Putting a show on your store Man it does not go unnoticed We are very grateful And we appreciate it And me and Black Got some things coming for y'all To end the year And we got some things coming in 2021 man so we just thank y'all for rocking with us dog. like for real for real so i'm your mans one more time one of your favorite sportsologists that's your l hicks jr and it's your man black one of your favorite sportsologists once like d said
1: we appreciate all the love all the support that we get here on the sports desk man y'all can hit me up on instagram on at black enl3 on twitter And
0: Instagram, man Y'all hit me up Yes sir, yes sir And y'all can find me uh, At Desri Hicks Jr. On Twitter and Instagram Uh, Me and Black We're gonna be uh, recording This show live, man We're gonna be getting On YouTube And streaming the show live We're gonna be You know, doing some Updates here to the sports desk to kind of add some content to what we got going on here and so y'all look out for that going into 2021 y'all be safe out there take care of yourselves and uh wash your hands keep your dances wear a mask man this thing is still out here and uh you know keep your family and your loved ones safe man so until next week for episode 89 we'll get with y'all a little later be safe y'all Yerp.
3: Yeah, make him think. There you go. Faint, step. Oh, there's a faint from Jake. Oh, oh, my nice God! He my down. Lord oh, have yes. mercy! Wow. Oh, Jesus! Oh, that's Lord! Great. Snoop, talk about dropping it, it like it's Lord. us, baby! Lord, okay, okay. take, take my hand! you do Say in hey. camp? Wow, nothing funny about what's happening with Nate Robinson, but Snoop Dogg is, is singing the hymns. He's trying Good to get... started. night, Oh! oh that's that's Mama man, the problem right. child proving to be a big... The world Chris Salta, Chris, Salta. Chris, Salta. Chris Salta. Thanks,
0: Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on, now.
2: You're listening to The Sports Show. New Sports
3: Desk.